squishy lady! Oh my god. I know you must get this all the time, but can I suggest a flavor? Go ahead. Grape. Mm. Hello, Annette. How's life, handsome? Oh, take a penny, leave a penny. Eh? She called me handsome. She likes you. Put in a good word for grape. Four finger discount, dude. Welcome to Four Figure Discount. This week we're here to review episode DABF14. It is the sweetest Apu. I am Dando. I am Guy, and it is indeed the sweetest, the sweetest Apu. Uh, poor old Sade is currently rolling around in a grave, having me just put her in her grave, and now she's rolling in it due to the poor quality of my Sade cover. Yes, but uh, the sweetest Apu we are indeed here to talk about a tale of. Infidelity and squishies. And this episode is going to be very sweet indeed because we are joined, of course, by the legend behind one of the greatest Simpsons Twitter pages you will find at Daily Simpsons is Mr. Neil Arsenti. How are you, my fine gentleman? Oh, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. It's 6.30 where I'm at and uh, I am talking at 6.30 in the morning, which I don't usually do. So I appreciate it. Yeah, but but I, I understand that. You've got a, a almost seven-month-old child. How are you not normally awake at 6.30? I hate you. Oh, I'm I'm awake at 6.30. I just don't usually talk at 6.30. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm usually just like, shh, shh. Yes. Okay. Do, yes. do you do the, 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 bu- the bum tap? <laughs> yes, yes. They're there. They're there. Right on the butt. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Neil, you were hitting us with the, the dulcet tones of a breakfast radio <laughs> DJ. So I'm feeling very sort of eased into the day so <laughs> oh well perfect it's, it's sounding good man. yeah thank you yes it's, it's my morning voice so um hopefully it's perfect for the podcast so it certainly will be how how long until how do you think your son will be before you start testing with simpsons trivia oh simpsons trivia i don't um i don't know i two 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 years old maybe two, two, two years old yeah. when he can oh, well, start talking you know, yeah, my son Elliot. He know he knows what the Simpsons look like at least, he, and he, he's getting there. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna make you earn that pocket money, kid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I gotta get him. I've I've tr- I've already started having him watch episodes with me anytime I watch episodes. So, and he he is enthralled because they are yellow, and so they, you know, kids I think love that shape and love the love the colors if they could make out the colors. So. It's it's great for kids. I don't care what our parents in the nineties told us. It's it's. It was a pretty genius move by Matt Groening, wasn't it, to have them yellow, just so when you're flicking through, you go, "Oh, yellow, it's The Simpsons." Yeah, yeah. perfect. Yes, exactly. So, yeah, I'm yeah. looking forward to showing him many episodes. Yeah. So before we get into the, the sweetest of poo, let's let's talk about Neil just quickly. So I mentioned at Daily Simpsons, but you also are the man behind uh, Woohoo Simpsons trivia in Chicago, which yeah. is. Would you say it's world famous? I think it's world famous. I right? think it's world famous. Yeah, it kind of. Um, or is it Illinois famous? It's it's Illinois. Well, it's no. I think it's world famous. <laughs> it's uh, because of Twitter. I think probably and uh, and Twitch now. Yeah. And Twitch. Um, so and I, it's grown a lot in the last year, even uh, with the pandemic. Like I think a lot of online stuff, you know, gets around. But I think it it got big a, a few years ago. We, we did the uh, Halloween uh, costumes mm-hmm. and it was some, some guy in, in uh, the UK had an article about it. Um, oh, wow. They okay. saw, 
Yeah, yeah. And I was like, uh, it, I wish I could remember who it was. Was it NME? Because they tend to promote some Simpsons stuff. Yeah, um, I don't I don't know exactly. But it, it kind of went viral from that. Like, the, he posted a bunch of pictures. Like, oh, the Simpsons trivia night is... Uh, uh, the costume contest has has the deepest cuts for all yeah. the episodes, and so <laughs> people. Uh, I, I actually had some uh, who are friends. Some people who are friends now. They uh, came to the trivia night from. They flew over from the UK, um, and wow. they uh, got they got engaged at the trivia night. Whoa. Um, <laughs> And so, uh, did you, my did wife you know about were, this going into it? Did you know that was going to happen? I did. I did. Uh, the 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 uh, husband, now husband, uh, reached out to me beforehand. He said, "Listen, I'm going to plan on doing this." And it was uh, their their names are Matt and Alice, and they're super cool people. They're from um, uh, uh, God. Why can't I think in the morning? <laughs> <laughs> but um, it'll come to you. Yeah, it'll come to me that but that they came over and they got engaged. They dressed as Mr. Burns uh, and Smithers from, <laughs> but it was from the, um, the Mr. Burns Casino episode. I knew it was so gonna be that one. I love it. Yeah, and she was she was dressed up as Mr. Burns and he was dressed up as Smithers. Complete with tissue and boxes. So, uh, tissue boxes. Oh, it's so <laughs> hilarious. Um, so yeah, and they did the whole bits. You know, you're like get in the spruce moose hop in you know everything and then he got down on one knee um and proposed and she was like and she said in her best mr burns voice yes (laughs) (laughs) that is so good it was so good it was that that atmosphere at at, uh at uh on halloween uh trivia uh, Mm. especially with all the costume contests is such a, a high high you know, energy atmosphere and everybody just loved it. It was an amazing moment. But uh, well, yeah. I remember someone was dressed, I saw a picture, they dressed as a purple monkey dishwasher. That was the most impressive for me. Yeah, it was so disturbing. I, I actually know that guy. Uh, he's a friend of the uh, the, the trivia hosts. And he. It, I was like, this is really, it's really disturbing <laughs> because if you can picture a purple monkey yeah. dishwasher, it's as every, every bit of as horrifying as you can picture it. <laughs> Well, I have to say, one of the best things I've seen on uh, on social media recently was one De La Senti, uh doing his rendition of um, uh, "Can I Borrow a Feeling." Yes, that was so awesome. I, uh, I, that I was able to get, I, I was able to like filter out the track so I could just be the the music, and so I was like, oh, I could just play the CD and I'll sing along with it, and I did, and I posted it online, and Hank Azaria responded. I couldn't believe it. Whoa, I was like, really? Yeah, I was like. Oh. I was like, Hank, what do you think of my, you know, yeah. not knowing <laughs> if he was going to respond. Throwing it at me, yeah. He's like, that rocked in a Kirk kind of way. Uh, and I was like, <laughs> oh, my God, the guy who I'm doing an impersonation of uh, <laughs> responded and said he thought it was awesome. It was just unbelievable. So, yeah, it was great. Um, that was another great memorable night. So Yeah. I'm, I'm really looking forward to, like, later in the show discussing how you've Let's do it now, actually. How did you fall in love with The yeah. Simpsons? What was it? Uh, I think I was the perfect age for getting into The Simpsons. I, I was Bart's age right when it started. So. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. 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 I, 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 well, I was Bart's age when it, right when it started, uh, you know, the 1990, mm. 1989 show. Um, the, the main So, show. Yeah. yeah, I had, you know, the Bart Simpson t-shirts and, you know, it was a perfect age and I got into it 
because it was the hot thing and it was a cartoon and, you know, I was nine, 10 years old. Um, and then I just kept watching it because the most memorable times I had, I think it was early on in the show when my parents would actually watch with me, with me which did yeah. not stay, you know, it did not maintain because my parents were like, ah, this is a cartoon. Kid show. I don't know if we're into it, you know? Yeah. yeah. And it's like, come on. No, it's not. But they, you know, I, I still have fond memories of them laughing at things during. Same. My, I have some of my favorite memories of my childhood, my dad laughing at the Simpsons. Yeah. Yeah, it's unbelievable because I was like, oh, I thought I was, you know, I, they're watching it because of me and, to you know, to to yep. do to watch something with me. But I can still remember, um, what is it, uh, Bart, Bart's dog gets an F, I think, mm-hmm. uh, when the, at, at the act break, when Homer, Homer's, uh, uh, what, what, Puts what his foot gets down? chewed up? And, uh, no, his, uh, the, his, up the what gets chewed up? The assassins. the assassins get shoot up. That's right. <laughs> and uh, he goes, no. And the dog goes, oh. oh yeah. <laughs> and I can still remember my parents laughing out loud at that moment. And I was like, oh, that's a great memory. But yeah, that's how I got into it was being a kid. And, uh, yeah. you know, really. And of course, Bart was my favorite one. And then it became Homer. I think Some, well, that's as sort we of- grew older. I- I was about to say, it sort of leads naturally into, now you're a man, Neil. Uh, That's right. Is there a character that you sort of um, relate to more? Uh, um, You know. Clearly clearly Homer J. Yeah, Homer J, especially now being a new dad um, and having that (laughs) point of view. view, Ooh, yeah. I I strangled again. Um, But it's, yeah, it's crazy being a new dad and, and and realizing now that I'm actually older than Homer mm. and I was Bart's age when it started, you know, and it's just crazy to think like, oh man, it, it's really, <laughs> you can almost have an existential crisis thinking about like, <laughs> oh, I was this, this young when I started watching it and now I'm, you know, older than mm. the oldest family member. So cats in the cradle and the silver spoon, <laughs> man. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So I would say, yeah, Homer uh, at this point, even, uh, his, I'm, I'm not as dumb as him, but there are definitely Homer moments I have. It's funny when I was a kid, I did not like the Lisa episode so much. I just found her boring and annoying. Oh. But the older I yeah. got, I'm thinking oh. I actually am Lisa. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. Especially like her fondness for uh, or when she's trying to connect with her her mm. parents or whatever. Like uh, even just, even animals, yeah. you know. Yeah, animals. Yeah, that that sensitivity that she has. The she's a lot more. Yeah, I I totally agree with you. Like, I was like, oh, it's a Lisa episode, but now I just love them, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's funny you mentioned that you relate to Homer now because you're being a new dad. You wait till... Sorry, what was your son's name? Uh, Owen, he's Owen. Owen. You wait till yeah. Owen can speak, and then you watch yeah. the... We take us to Mad Splash Wall? We take us to Mad Splash Wall? <laughs> Very relatable. Yes. <laughs> yes, definitely. I'm looking forward to him being uh, annoying. Ruthless. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but we're here to discuss The Sweetest Apu, an episode, the second one straight written by John Swartzwell. The last week we did I Am Furious Yellow. I really enjoyed last week. I enjoyed this one. It was just kind of weird, I thought, seeing such a darkish theme in a season 13 episode. What do you think, Guy? Well, sort of, yeah, some very adult themes yeah. in this episode. And it wasn't so wacky. It was sort of, it just kept it on the straight and narrow. It was dealing with infidelity. It was just, yeah, it was well, quite simple. It, 
it's a bit toxic to say it's a bit like a Woody Allen movie these days, but I mean, it's it, it's like a a sophisticated sex comedy kind of deal. Mm. Well, not that sophisticated, and honestly, not that sexy, <laughs> but um, but still, yeah, not really what you'd expect from the um, from the residents of Springfield. So I must have not that I was. <gasps> you know, hell and love, joy, shocked or anything like that. It was like, this is going some places that I didn't expect. I mean, um, Homer's, I mean, not Homer, sorry, uh, Apu's kind of, um, let's say, bedroom uh, vocabulary was, ooh, you haven't had eight children, have you? I'm like, oh, good Lord. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit racy. What about you, Neil? Did you like it? Oh, yeah. Well, I, uh, I was thinking about it and I was like, this is uh, – I watched it again last night and I was like, this is pretty solid jokes, but it's a Schwarzweiler mm. episode. So, you know, you're going to get pretty solid yeah. jokes. I feel like through it, but I agree. It, there were, I was like, this, it's just so interesting because it went from uh, Apu only a few seasons ago being like this ama- amazing uh, husband who had, you know, he did all these things for his wife. And then he, j- it went to the other extreme of like, wow, he's, cheating on his wife with, and who has eight children and it just seemed almost out of character um for Apu to be doing that but but it's it, yeah I, it's I think as far as the jokes go and and um just the gags I mean the, the Homer uh slowly creeping out <laughs> After so seeing, <laughs> seeing, that's I mean that's I feel like that's classic moment that 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 is um, you know uh, that's as good as anything that you'll see in the as they say classic years. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, I I don't know I, I I enjoyed it. I I I would rewatch. What uh, what do they say? Not, ten out of ten would rewatch. With the kids ten out of ten would recommend. Yeah, <laughs> would recommend. Yes, that's right. Um, it's funny with these season thirteen episodes. We've found that they're not necessarily great episode after great episode, but there's lots of great moments that you remember. It's more like season thirteen is yes. full of great moments as opposed to great episodes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. One thing I couldn't stand in this episode mm. are the Indian puns. <laughs> Oh yeah, <laughs> they were like. I'm sure the writers were like, "Let's let's make this into a pun, or let's do this." Like the, oh, you're such yeah. a Brahma queen. I was like, oh boy. <laughs> like, when you go back and review all these episodes from this era, you don't realize you didn't realize at the time how many homophobic jokes there were as well. Oh, was like, whoa, yes. my, okay. But but something yeah, but, but something that Dan and I have sort of talked about when we've talked about particularly episodes in this season and the one prior to it is like. It's almost like the makers of the show view these kinds of gags as their form of inclusion. It's like, well, you know, we're making fun of everybody. Now we're making fun of races and orientations and what have you yeah. that maybe aren't that represented uh, you know, normally. So, you know, we're not doing it maliciously. We're doing it to be part of the fun. But, you know, it's, it's not so much cruel as it is careless and perhaps thoughtless. Yeah. So, I mean... That's look. That's me sort of viewing it through rose-colored glasses a bit, perhaps. <laughs> but uh, having said that, you know, viewing it through a twenty twenty-one lens is kind of like, <laughs> sorry, my any bit where any collar tug bit is auto- automatically my favorite. So I've got to go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was yeah. That uh, the puns in that scene to the uh, the, the tennis scene. Yeah. That was pretty good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Even though they were puns, it was. Uh, uh, 
it was <laughs> D- double entendres never go out of style. Yeah, exactly, exactly, yeah, exactly. But so. uh, yeah, sort of stuff based around race or sexual orientation. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but anytime you sort of say, <laughs> I've, I've forgotten. They were coming, just coming too thick and fast, just like that double entendre. But do you want, um, to, do you want a new partner or something like that? Yeah, something yeah. like that. <laughs> and, right. And Homer just dropped. What he say something about? All right, next round, next penis or something yeah, yeah. along those lines. Oh, oh yeah, the penis fight. I was like, oh boy, <laughs> quick yeah. jump. Um, another thing was uh, when you know we lost, of course, uh, Phil Hartman as Lionel Hutz uh, mm. years back, but it. Mm. Um, we do get to see different lawyers. And, uh, he was great. Hank is this guy was amazing. In yeah. Subsequent seasons. And I was like, this is a pretty funny lawyer. Like, uh, yeah, Hank is area doing that. Uh, just a weird, like, okay, little yeah, dance. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I've no like, idea how he came up with that. I mean, such my, a weird... my, my half-ass research was like, yeah, there's a lot of weird lawyers out there that the Simpsons sort of writers' room and and um, creatives had encountered. But to come up with this specific thing, it was like like a lawyer out of a Charles Dickens novel or something. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> What's like, a Charles what? Dickens lawyer? Yeah, just you know, like Ebenezer Scrooge if he hadn't <laughs> yeah. been like a like a businessman. Yeah. He's like, I might get into law. And, I, you know, <laughs> yes, I. Squeeze these people dry. I love, I love how he referred to you humans. Yeah. You humans are so sensitive. It's like, like he's some sort of alien creature. I would love to see the visual of Hank acting that scene out, hoping he's doing the jig at the same time. <laughs> so good to see. I think the only there was a there was that super spider gag too, which was um, oh yeah, Wild West, yeah. I was like, oh, that's such a. I was like, oh, well, that's that's a product of its time because like mm. nobody else would get the Wild Wild West reference. I feel like <laughs> uh, it's even because Wild Wild West was like nineteen ninety nine or something. Yeah, yeah. it wasn't so, even like it was old by then. Yeah. The time <laughs> <it> came out. <laughs> I'm sure audience in two thousand two were like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, wasn't that that film that didn't do that well at the box office? Yeah. <laughs> wasn't that the one that proved that Will Smith can make duds? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Oh, Par- wasn't that Spider Man? Uh, wasn't that um, Spider supposed to be in Superman or something? Oh no, Kevin Smith was going to he was yeah. going to write Superman, but they were like the the villain has to be a giant spider, and he was like, it's not happening. Oh, and then it went no, its the, way to the, Wild Wild yeah. The producer John Peters, <laughs> yeah, yeah it was farm originally... it out to Wild Wild West. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the producer John Peters was originally working on um, on on Superman. It was like you gotta have a big spider in there. And Kevin was like, no, nah, I don't know about that. It's like a what, super what, spider. What, though. Why is this guy fixated on big spiders? It just doesn't make any damn sense. <laughs> yeah, listen, I'm not getting a. I, I, I saw one in Harry Potter, and I just you gotta have one. <laughs> Uh, they're, having, they're having big spiders and everything. Yeah. They had it in the Lord of the Rings movies. Yeah, exactly, yeah. It. It's like, have you seen Return of the King? Massive spider. <laughs> Huge spider. They're big. Let's do them. Come on. Pennywise, he was a spider. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, get, you got a hit on your hand anytime you get a spider. <laughs> a giant spider. And what do we get? Well, we got a five-second throwaway gag in this episode of The Simpsons. Yeah. I, I, will, I will say, though, I do, I do appreciate any time that Frank has a new invention. Frank is just yes. so great. <laughs> a pretty good invention, too. I yeah, yeah, like yeah. Useless. But <laughs> Most yes, are useless, but yeah. Oh, look, if, if the South had that on their side back in the day, <laughs> yeah. America would be, a, would be a very, very different place today. 
That is funny. The reinforcements yeah. uh, with the tanks too. <laughs> We've got reinforcements. Yeah. <laughs> I just love the people from the East, the soldiers from the East. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Making sure they can't, people can't identify exactly where Springfield is from. So, <laughs> so get, getting to something that I thought was kind of distracting in this episode, you mentioned Apu being out of character, Neil. Do you feel like Marge was out of character in this? She was very involved with trying to get Manjula and Apu back together. Without really, she was almost guilt tripping her to going back That's to him. That's true. Well, yeah, but. Marge loves the status quo, though, doesn't she? Does she? yeah, yeah. That's the thing. Like, I, I, I totally get your point. I was like, oh, you know, Apu treated you know Manjula wrong, and 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 how Marge would probably think that. But she does like you're, you're right, guy. Like, she does like the status quo, and she, she, she would be like, she would kind of look look at the bright side of things too, as well. Like. She's very hidden. Oh, who made a mistake yeah. or whatever? Yeah. So I get your point. It's, I, I, she never struck me as out of character on this episode, and maybe that's because we see we have the two sides of March. Yeah, that's right? true. So, I, I just thought when she got the, the kids to speak, and I'm thinking, let Manjula make her own decision. Oh yeah, like went to, <laughs> went to very great lengths. Let let me let me teach each individual child. <laughs> Their first word. <laughs> Make sure that this infid- this uh, this guy who cheated on his wife uh, gets back together with it. But at the same time, though, you've you've got um, Homer sort of acting a little bit out of character. I mean, when he's trying to keep it in, and his eyes are be- betraying him. But when he finally lets it out that uh, oh, when Marge finally twigs to the fact that uh, that uh, Apu has cheated on Manjula. He sort of gets all, all neighborhood gossip. Yeah. Like, I know, can you believe it? <laughs> which which you'll do on occasion, yeah. and I always find amusing because it's just. Yes, yes. I, I know. Yeah, I. <laughs> can you believe it? Oh, <laughs> my goodness. <laughs> I do like that they didn't beat around the bush and having him try to hide it or whatever. They just. She mm. found out immediately. Yeah, yeah. So it's like she could just figure it out from his crazy eye that he had going on that oh, yeah. was so funny i couldn't help but think about um the civil war reenactment and mm-hmm. that they had talked about doing civil war reenactments in all the way back in season season eight like i this uh you know homer you know what was it uh in uh is that what uta gets Simpson- killed Yes, is Simpson Califragilistic Expiala Annoyed Gruntious that that one? Um, is, it, is it that one? Is where, it okay? Yeah, it was. Uh, I'll never give up the Civil War Recreation Society. I love oh, so course. much. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And 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 <laughs> uh, I I obviously I think everybody is like playing a different role in this episode mm. than they were in that season eight episode. But they I had like to share. Apu as Stonewall Jackson and the South shall come again just for that just for that gag um, and then everybody was playing something different in this reenactment with Disco Stu as Stonewall Jackson um, you but, just blew one of my trivia questions now. oh my god I'm sorry I just thought I, that, when, when this when this episode though I, I, I right when it started I, re- I was like oh they had a throwaway gag to uh, the the like civil war reenactment in season eight, and then like five seasons ago, yeah, of, yeah, a whole point uh, in the plot in this one. So uh, just interesting that they had brought back that whole thing just for the beginning of this episode. But it's Schwartzwelder; he has the history. 
you're, you're very big on revisiting the episodes when they air for the first time. It's what you're doing on Twitch at the moment, which I absolutely love. When do you watch yes. this episode for the first time? Do you remember thinking that they were maybe going to split a poo up so they can go back to the status quo of him being single again? Um, I don't know. I don't, I never thought they would because it would just be like, I don't know. Having Manjula be a single mom with eight kids. Of eight kids. Yeah. Too cruel. So yeah. hard. <laughs> I yeah. feel like I never, I don't think it really crossed my mind that they, I, I feel like they had crossed the, crossed the border into like, okay, Apu is married now and has this wife. I, I know we had had a number of changes at that point already. Like they when stuck did, it out with Kirk and Luann by that, by the point. Yeah. Yeah. Like Kirk and Luann. Um, and uh but uh, that's too that's too much fun not to do yeah totally <laughs> but um just just keeping kirk this this sad yes. sack bachelor he's it's... perfect as that character yeah. <laughs> like he's so funny in this and just like oh please oh. please come over oh god oh i'll no. let you in i'm so lonely yeah <laughs> i'll let you in <laughs> Neil, I'm not. I'm not blowing smoke. You're awfully good at Kirk. Oh, I mean, oh thanks. <laughs> you're a big wheel down at the cracker factory. <laughs> I love the idea that uh, what was it? Uh, Hank was just doing. Uh, uh, was it uh, Russie that does uh, Melhouse's? Who does Melhouse's voice? Oh, no, I that's Pamela remember. Hayden, isn't it? Pamela Hayden. That's right. Um, he was just doing an adult. <laughs> Uh, Millhouse impression. Ah, oh, yeah, you know, true. Ah, you know, you just have <laughs> yeah. those Millhouse moments where he's like, ah, ah, you ah. know, <laughs> just add that to the beginning and have him have him be a little raspy, and then you, ah, then you have your Kirk impression. Uh, my favorite, my favorite Millhouse whale is when he gets forced like the fugitive when he gets forced into the water. I you told you, fall. I didn't do anything. Yeah. I don't care. <laughs> ah, my glasses. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> That's so great. So what do oh. you, you guys think of the ending of this? I thought the ending just felt a little flat. You had the, you had the repeated gag of Homer going backwards on the ladder, but it was just like, don't, uh, don't rush me your poo. We will get back together. Just give me some time. And I was like, okay. Then they had the homie going back on the ladder, but there was no real gag there. There wasn't a gag. Yeah, that's true. I thought no. it was a weird ending too. They, it's just a callback to what they knew was a a fun, a very funny gag, but mm. didn't really make sense to me. I feel like almost. Like, why is Homer yeah. there? Yeah. yeah, why is Homer there and oh. why is he shocked? Yeah, that's, that's true, yeah. It's like, they're in bed together and that's having sex. <gasps> oh, you could no. kind of feel the energy sort of draining out of it slowly in the last yeah. maybe four four or five minutes of the episode. It's just like... Welcome to season 13, everybody. <laughs> kind of, yeah. Look, at, it wasn't an absolute dud ending like some of the ones we've seen recently, but it was just kind of like... Uh, yeah, they... We, 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 we're almost at the finish line. Yeah, oh, like man, they knew like, they had to get them back together at the end of the episode, but we had to make it okay for Manjula yeah, to not could, like him, so... I think that was the compromise, right? That that they were just like, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, they'll have them back together, but they're not going to have sex. So, okay. We're, we're talking <laughs> about things it. that they that have ch- changed and have stuck with it before. The reason I brought up the um the fact that they might have kept them separate and whether that entered your mind was that they actually teased Barney going back to being an alcoholic in this episode. That's true. <laughs> yeah, and I, I was I was like, oh, ah, yeah. you, you got me. I was like, oh, I was like, oh, this is the one where he becomes an alcoholic again. Oh, wait, yeah. no, it's not. 
Yeah, yeah, right. Like, yeah, they tease that and they make fun of it too. Like, oh, wait, yeah. no, I didn't get drunk. Or I didn't become yeah. a drunk again. So. Yeah, yeah, I'm not sure it's the best message to be yeah. saying. <laughs> if Barney could do it, I could do it. Come on, let me have a beer, for God's sake. Yeah, forget one day at a time, just one drink at a That's time. That's right. It's fine. <laughs> well, before we let you go, Neil, so we get to the review, tell me, when have you been influenced by something that's happened on The Simpsons? Oh man, that's a great question. And I don't, I don't know if I could pin a pinpoint a moment. Um, influenced, influenced by something on the Simpsons. Yeah. Well, it's or, made you either get up and go do something or whether you've done something in your life because you saw it on the Simpsons, something that influenced your life, influenced oh, an, act, an act in your life. Oh my God. <laughs> I don't know if it, have you ever made Space Age moon waffles? <laughs> I know I, I have. No, but now I really want to. <laughs> yeah. Like, because he says the ingredients, right? And in, in the, yeah. like. Uh, it's like one of those binging with Babish videos. It's just like, oh, okay. Well, have the you, directions are all here. Have you tried it? I, I sort of improvised my way I'm around. I'm scared. Because I, I, I don't have a waffle press. But, I'm uh, oh, that's a great reason to buy a waffle press, though, isn't it? It certainly is. <laughs> Just for that gag. C- certainly it'll work out. Certainly the, the, the moon waffles will be perfect. <laughs> exactly how Homer had. When I was like four, apparently, I saw Treehouse of Horror 1, Bad Dream House, and saw Maggie getting a knife out of the kitchen. I proceeded to go do so <laughs> as well. I was banned for watching The Simpsons until I was six years old. <laughs> That is so funny. Yeah. <laughs> Which is why I think I love The Simpsons so, so much because I was taken away. They were taken away from me at such a young age that all my friends were watching it, but I couldn't. I was. I remember <sighs> my sixth birthday. The first thing that I got as a present was like t- uh, Too Hot for TV Simpsons VHS collection. It had like four episodes on it. My parents bought it for me, and I was like, "Yes, finally, I can watch The Simpsons now." <laughs> but yeah, so I went. And, yeah. I went and got a knife out of the drawer. That was me being influenced. <laughs> oh. I was going to say, I was like, did they let you have the knife now? Like, He's old enough to grab knives. Yeah. <laughs> we just let him watch. Oh, guys, you've just reminded me. Sorry about things that influenced me. I watched this episode and I cheated on my pack. <laughs> there you go. Oh, perfect. Well, if a who can get back together with his wife. Thank you, citizens. Yeah, it's probably fine. Did you eat a light bulb, though? One of those little ones, and I didn't soak it in the toilet, but I did rub it in the cat's litter for a bit. So. <laughs> Uh, so you can't think well, maybe we'll give you some time Neil and you can uh, think of something later on <laughs> yeah yeah I can't think of anything I'm starting to go through like the episodes now and I'm like oh, did I do something oh, did I do something related to this oh, so, no, something I, will come to you eventually <laughs> yeah I think so hopefully did I insult the whole population of Australia <laughs> no but no but it's early days yet yeah. so. <laughs> well look Homer had a kid you've had a kid there you go yeah, exactly. Like, uh, what did he do? He hasn't done anything with the kid, but uh, yeah, I, I, I eventually had a child because Homer had a, you know, had a child. So he did. There he you was, are. Yeah. I did get. I did get my baby. Uh, a stupid baby. Uh, a onesie. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. And I couldn't. I couldn't bring him out into public with it, of course, because anybody who doesn't know the reference is going to be like, "What is happening? That's a terrible <laughs> what is he doing?" Parent. What a, what a I, stupid uh, baby. I got Elliot when he was like three months old and put a post-it with I'm a stupid baby on his stomach and put it on our Facebook page. And my <laughs> wife's mum saw it and went, what is Brendan doing to Elliot? That is <laughs> terrible. I can't. Yeah, remember. terrible father. Oh, what a terrible was, father. 
there was this great meme that was going around. Um, I think it was for writers, but it could apply to just about anyone. It's like what you think your work is, how your work is going to be received when you present it. It's like um, it's Mufasa on Pride Rock <laughs> just holding up the baby. And then it's like, how it's really received. I'm a stupid baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. All right. Well, stick around, Neil. And guys, Neil's going to be joining us after the mailbag to chat about all the stuff that he does in the States, all the glorious Simpsons trivia and Twitter that he runs as well. He's going to be back after this quick break. Hey, my favourite. So what was your favourite moment from the sweetest of Pooh, Mr. Davis? Well, look, anyone who knows me knows that uh, there's a certain uh, little bit of... Uh, there's a comedy catchphrase that I tend to enjoy more than others, and uh, this episode had a very good example of that with, mm-mm, that's good adultery. So yeah. <laughs> um, I think, yeah, Dando, you probably picked that. That was going to be my favourite. It did have me sort of... Uh, holding my sides and slapping my knee a little bit. Yes, very enjoyable. There was another moment where the, because I know you do have a good fish shake, but it was something along the lines of, that giggling or whatever is none of my business. But if it is, or something something like that. I think there were a few, I think there were a couple of fish shakes in there as well. And some collar tugs. It's it's like this episode was kind of written with me in mind. I just needed a flag and you said, we had a Confederate flag. (laughs) (laughs) What did you like? Uh, I, for some reason, just loved, so everyone's doing the reenactment and everyone's sort of just going bang, bang, pow, pow, pew, 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 just pretending. Mo just goes, bang, bang, die, you bastard. <laughs> just, just beat the guy with a stick. Beat with stick, beat with so stick. so angry. Bam, bam, die, you bastard. <laughs> Mo just take it to the extreme, just so, so funny. Uh, it's a good way for him to get out all that, uh, all that built up tension. Poor and, Mo. I really did also like, as well, another Mo moment. My God, there's a lady in the bar. What do we do? Uh, yeah, you fools. And he puts his little hat on. Ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> Just trying to look proper. So good. I, I do like that way, way deep down inside Mo, there beats the heart and soul of a true romantic. Next question. You there, eating the paste. All righty, trivia time for the sweetest Apu. What's your first question? My first question is, which noted Civil War general was Disco Stew? Ah, oh, man. I was totally going to put that in my notes and I didn't do it. Uh, I don't know. I'm sorry, Stonewall Jackson. Stonewall no, no. Jackson. <laughs> Stonewall uh, Jackson, yes. <laughs> Very good. I, I am I, for real. What, what a good song. <laughs> oh, love me some Outcast. <laughs> oh, man. Just uh, early 2000s <laughs> Outcast. And I just sullied them with my dreadful rendition. Sorry, Andre Three Thousand. Sorry, Big Boy. The only, uh, the only band that can get away with going poo poo poo. poo I know, right? And make it cool. <laughs> <laughs> my first question is: What is the name of said squishy girl? Crosses one off list. It's a net. How many uh, bottles of beer had Homer gotten to when he was singing Ooh. the song to Mo? 47. Sorry, singing the song to Apu. And it was indeed 47. Good for you. My next question, how many times did the music cue start when Homer first did the backwards walk? Oh. How many times did they replay the, you know, when it sort of goes, do, 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 do. How many times did they play that? So how many different walkouts did he do? Mm. Yeah, the initial one, and then the next one started when he walked out of the quickie mart. There was how many in total? I'm going to say four. It was five, because he had the one in the dream as well. No! 
<laughs> but yeah, very, very, very funny stuff. That was. So I know you're not a huge fan of the Sideshow Bob Rake moment, but I think this was a much better version of that kind of gag. I think so too. I mean, look, I, I don't want people to think that I'm a hater of the um, of the classic uh, Rake. No, gag, you're not a hater. You just you just not, you're not as, as much in love with it as other people are. Yeah, that's true. Yes, yes. Here's my next question to mm-hmm. you: Mo cannot afford Windex. What can he afford? Windell, and I've actually got a fact to discuss about that when we get to that part of the episode. Oh, or you could do it now. Oh, we'll do it later. <laughs> we'll do it later. I can't bother trying to find it in my notes. <laughs> <laughs> Next question from My you. final question is, what is the tagline for the sign of the Bachelor Apartments? Oh, damn. No, that's, that's slipped right by me. Tell me. Our beds are the murfiest. <laughs> The Murphy bed is the one that goes up into the wall, right? Yeah. I wouldn't mind living at the bachelor apartments. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of a Murphy bed. <laughs> I've never actually slept in one. I've never, I've, never, I've never witnessed a Murphy bed in my life. That's, I think I like the concept of them probably more. I mean, I think if you pull one down, people are like, oh, God, this is lumpy and revolting. I think so, that I, I always have this lifelong fear of being in a Murphy bed because I was a big fan of the Great Muppet Caper when I was younger. And now... Yeah, yes, yes. And Kermit, Fozzie, and Gonzo were sleeping in a bed, in a hotel, Murphy bed. And during the night, it kept going, boom, and it kept getting stuck in the wall. <laughs> so ever since I saw that, I went, well, I'm never going to sleep in one of those beds. <laughs> That's true. That would, that would probably do a number on you as a child. <laughs> My last question to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, where does Marge want to have a girl's night out? She's very insistent. Oh, it's in my notes, but I won't look. It was a strip club. It starts with B, right? The second word does. Is it something banana? The golden banana. Mm -hmm. Golden banana. Golden banana. Yes. Thank you for that little clue there. You know what that reminded me of? The the golden banana, what it reminded you of? Um, No, what did it remind you of? (laughs) No, I'm not going to say the obvious thing like a penis. I'm, I'm I'm thinking about when I was a boy, I had a golden banana. No, no. When I was a boy, I had a little harmonica in the shape of a banana. Okay. And- for some reason, I really enjoyed it and just kept it for a lot longer than you would keep some plastic piece of crap. I'm pretty sure I had it for like a good five or six years. You know, you do that spring cleaning thing every once in a while. It's like, no, I think the, I think the banana's staying. I don't think you're going anywhere, pal. Did you used to play the harmonica when you're like in trouble, like in time out? Or in, in like no, in the bedroom? Look, may- Mama took away was- my marbles. <laughs> <laughs> Sent to bed without dinner. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think I even played it all that much. I've no idea why. And and just seeing the words golden banana just (laughs) brought it all back to me. That's cool, though. Yeah. The precious golden banana of my youth. I um whenever I see like think of a banana, I don't just think of the fruit. I think of banana banana. What a jingle. Oh, make those make those bodies sing. Make, make those that dando sing. sing. <laughs> very, very effective uh oh, advertising. It made campaign. you want it to was, eat a banana, yeah. It certainly does. And you pretty much remember all the lyrics from the get go. And it was just painted this incredible picture of healthy Aussie youth just getting it out did. there, getting active, and you know, eating a banana every once in a while as opposed to a Mars bar. <laughs> all right, guys, that is trivia. We'll be right back. After the break, with our full in-depth review of The Sweetest Apu. 
Okay, it's time for some shout-outs. First of all, we're two $100 patrons for the month, Mr. Dylan Haggett and Kane Von Nagy. Double thumbs up to you two gentlemen. Also, shout-outs to our $20 patrons for the month, Jordan, Moleman, Richie, Nick Barbaro, Andrew Zer, our $40 patron, Noah Daniel, Christopher Darby, Keith Nedham, Adam Sanderson, Bella Winderbank, Ben Smith, Daniel Kotnick, David Stewart, George McMenemy, Jonathan Rossi, Katie G, Mark Boston Burgess, Matt Thompson, Nick Patterson, Sean Devey, Shannon Hofer, Stephen Roberts, the iconic June fucking Richards, Tom Pickering, Zach Pruitt from the You Can't Disappoint, a podcast, the community podcast, you should check it out, as well as Kevin, Dental Plan Flood, and Jenna Rice. Thank you so much, guys, for being $20 patrons. Also, shout-outs to this week's uh, $5 plus patrons. Here we have got Klesbik. Apologies if that's pronounced incorrectly. Klesbik. <laughs> uh, Andrew Palacati, Mr. Seth Weens, Mitchell S., Matt Yenta, Jared Hornby, Rowan J. Aardvark and Ms. Jurassica Park. Thank you so much, guys, for your support. Don't forget, if you want to support the show and get a few extra exclusive podcasts in return as well as access to the Facebook group, uh, this show, Week Early, all the other shows that we do, Weeks Early, and much, much more, including Zoom calls with Guy and myself each month, just go to patreon.com slash four-figure discount. Link is in the description of this podcast. But I just want to thank you all once again just for tuning into the show. We love you all. Now it's time to sit back and enjoy our review of The Sweetest of Pooh. The original air date of The Sweetest of Pooh was May 5th, 2002. It was written by John Swartzwelder, directed by Matthew Nastuck. Uh, The chalkboard gag, I will never lie about being cancelled again. So this was only seen on the first Fox Global Network airing on May 5th, 2002. It never appeared in the season 13 DVD set or the Blu-ray set or in any syndication. Why? I'm not too sure, but it only ever appeared when it originally aired. I don't know when they must have joked about being cancelled and it went made news headlines or something and then they got in trouble from Fox because they probably got ha- uh, Fox probably got handled by media outlets saying is it true is it true is it true I'm not too sure someone must have made a joke about it and then they got told off so this is their response to that that's all I can assume anyway that's a good assumption on your part when I watched this on Disney Plus the other day I did not see it so no and it's it's, it's weird that even if that is true why would you then cut it out it's weird Mm. The, the, I mean, even if you did get in trouble for it at the time, it's just like, so? Just move on. Yeah. yeah anyway. 20, 20 years ago, guys. Yeah. yeah. The couch gag was the Simpsons come in just as two Rupert men take away the couch and Homer's very, very sad about this. <laughs> now, I thought we'd start each review going forward with yes. you telling our listeners what the title is a reference to. Oh, okay. Well, this uh, look, I'm assuming... That uh, the sweetest Apu is a riff on the song "The Sweetest Taboo." You be correct, sir. By the wonderful Sade. Uh, now, when actually this was released, I'm not 100 percent sure. So I'm going to do. I'm going to consult with our friend Google. Okay, da, 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 the sweetest taboo song by Sade. Released when? Let's find out. It's a 1985 song. Sade was very big in the 80s. I apologise, Sade solo singer. Yes, yes. yes. Okay. Um, you might know her best from the song Smooth Operator. Okay, I know that one. Yep. Smooth Operator. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but she also had... Um, Sade was basically like a slow... Like, if you, you want to set the mood <laughs> with your partner of choice, you might uh, think about putting on a little Sade. What Just, about a uh, bit of Marvin Gaye? Well, of course, yeah. But having said that, 
Of course, one of the greatest singers of all time. <laughs> you know, beautiful pipes. Not exactly subtle, however, if, you know, you're inviting your uh, the object of your affection back to your pad, and all of a sudden you slap on, let's get it on. Or, or that's at least better than, girl, I want to make you sweat. <laughs> a la 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 long. Yeah. <laughs> but Sade was very much kind of a, yeah, a love jam or a sex jam, if you were into that kind of thing. Uh, but also her the uh, cover of her album, which... I believe the, her main album was called Promise, or around this time. No, Diamond Life. It came out in '84. I'll put the um, I'll put the album cover up on uh, up online for our for our listeners to check out. But it's got just got this very sort of cool 1940s jazz singer look. It's kind of like, uh, you know, this guy's not listening to I don't know. <laughs> I'm trying to think of something really immature, and all I can come up with is Alvin and the Chipmunks. Short people got no <laughs> yeah. reason. I won't. Randy Newman will not be disrespected in this house. Oh no, but the the song isn't. <laughs> that's not that exact, particular song. Hey man, it's not exactly Randy, Randy, a mood Newman, Randy Newman sang the songs of my youth, mate. So you got a friend in me. Come on, <laughs> exactly right. But uh, Shada had a song called "The Sweetest Taboo" because you're you're giving me you're giving me the sweetest taboo. The lyrics, and uh, well, this is I'm assuming a riff on that. There we go. The episode kicks off with the kids, Pooh's kids just running crazy at the Quickie Mart. So I've just got here, I now as a parent of a almost three-year-old slash eight-month-old as well, I can completely relate to a poo in the sense that it's just hard sometimes, man. It's just tough. <laughs> and he just doesn't understand why she brought the kids to the Quickie Mart because that's supposed to be their special time together. I did really like here when a poo says, can you please go... The, the poor magazine buyers are embarrassed to purchase anything. <laughs> and uh, Mo's just standing there, oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> also a nice, um, a nice little visual gag here when the, uh, the um, Apu and Manjula's kids are running mm. amok and going crazy on, on the squishy mess. The mess on the floor is actually the colours of the Indian flag. Oh, I did not notice that. Good pick up. Well done. So the kids all leave, and he says, "Clean up in all aisles." I can just, yeah, I can feel these pain. This is what happens when I look at my living room once Elliot goes to sleep. It's just, it's crazy. Oh. Do it gets to the point where you just go, "Why am I bothering cleaning up? It's just going to be a fucking tornado again tomorrow." <laughs> but Homer and Bart walk in in their Civil War reenactment attire. Homer wants to buy some beer for for the event. So there's a few lines here. Welcome, steady customer. I see you are ready for the Civil War reenactment. I need some supplies. A keg of beer and a six-pack to hold me till I tap the keg. Here you go. Thanks. Are you sure you don't want to come? In a Civil War reenactment, we need lots of Indians to shoot. I don't know which part of that sentence to correct first, but I cannot come. I work 22 hours a day, and then I go home to a wife who will not touch me. The Indian rope trick has become the Indian nope trick. hi <laughs> Then the squishy lady arrives. Homer's very excited because he wants to suggest a flavour. Grape. <laughs> Let's be serious though. Grape is the best flavour of everything. Lollies. Uh, what, what do we call them here? Um, Slurpees. Everything. Mm. And the, and not usually your go-to. Is no, it? they are my go-to. Purple is my oh. go-to for everything. Like If I'm having lollies, I always go straight for purple. Then it's orange. Then it's maybe red or slash pink. I never, ever, ever eat green or yellow. Green or yellow are just not my favorite lollies. Wow, okay. Yeah, I avoid them like anything. I hate them. I I buy a bag of lollies, right? 
And I'll yes. throw all the green and yellow ones in the bin. I don't need them. You could maybe put them aside and put them in a separate bag and I'll come get them. Oh, I'll do that next time, yes. That, that could be your next yes, birthday please. present. My leftover Thank green you. and yellow lollies. <laughs> I feel like an absolute rock star, like, you know, with my rider. It's like, only green and yellow lollies. <laughs> <laughs> you do realise you're going to get a big bag of green and yellow lollies for your birthday. <laughs> you see me complain? No, <laughs> do, you, do you hear me crying about this? This is wonderful. <laughs> Roll on September. <laughs> but she calls the poo handsome. And originally, I've just got here, uh-oh. Because he points out just before this how, I can't remember what the exact line is, but basically he gets he can't do the reenactment because he's going to work all day and then go home to a wife who doesn't want to touch him. And then this young, attractive girl walks in, calls him handsome. And I, we should just discuss. Let's just discuss the situation. I don't think we touched it in the intro here. Let's. So Apu cheats on Manjula. It's horrible, a terrible thing. I just... Zero respect, you should never, ever do it. It's just the worst thing in the world. If you don't love the person you're with, you leave them. You don't go behind their back, right? That's my opinion. That's just my opinion. But in saying all of this, in situations, I can understand how people who have zero willpower do get sucked into doing this. But it's not necessarily a case of they just want to cheat on their partner because they want to cheat on their partner. Some people are like that and they're horrible people. But sometimes life, when you've got kids, it is stressful, it is hard, and the last thing on your mind at the end of the day is being intimate, right? Mm. I can understand how some people, when they do get attention from somebody else, get sucked into that. Oh, so, of course, they're only human. So, like, yeah. whilst whilst the character of a poo done a horrible thing here, I can still understand how, due to his current situation, how he fell into this uh, dilemma. If that makes any sense. I- I, it 100% makes sense. Look, I don't think uh, his actions here are out of malice or out of revenge towards Manjula or anything like that. I don't think he's, I don't think he's happy about the situation. I think he'd prefer to be getting some, as they say, but he yep. is not. And that's and that is not Manjula's fault either. Absolutely, it's not. No, 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 no. no. I mean, look, if you're in a loving, committed relationship and you are not having sex as much as you are, as much as you would like to. Guess what, pal? That's what masturbation's for. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> I, like I said at the start of this episode, two kids is hard enough. Dealing with eight kids, they just really emphasise just how tired and stressed out Apu is. And yeah, the fact that he sort of did this behind Manjula's back, it, it makes it worse because he's left her alone with the, with the kids. She's working her ass off looking after the kids at home. I mean, he's still working his ass off at the store. But I just wanted to point out that Whilst it was a horrible thing he did, I can still understand as a human being, a poo, how he fell into this dilemma. Oh no! Look, it's it's a lapse in character and a lapse in judgment. It's not great. It's it's. I would say it's indefensible, but it is a little bit defensible, but still indefensible. You know, I did. <laughs> we here at Four Finger Discount do not condone infidelity, uh, <laughs> despite how. Mm, delicious it might be. Unless it's mm, mm, good adultery. <laughs> no, no, of course we do not. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I just, want, I just wanted to point that out because I don't think we touched on it in the um, in the in the opener there. That just just the the situation at hand because it's easy to just watch this and go, "A poo, you're a monster, Manjul. Why would you take him back?" People cheat on each other. It happens, and people get back together afterwards. It happens. So I yeah. thought the way this episode panned out. That's just how things are sometimes. You know, oh, absolutely. Just because he yeah. cheated on Manjul doesn't mean they're not going to get back together again. This happens a lot. Thankfully, not here. Touchwood. 
<laughs> Nicolai, if you're listening, do not. <laughs> but um, but yeah, that's what that's wanted to just just touch on that before we continue. Come on, guys, we're gonna be late. Okay, okay. Don't go Mary Todd on us. We're now at the reenactment. I really liked this scene. They tricked me. They actually got me. So Homer offers Bunny a beer. One beer's not gonna hurt you. They, the music cue starts. You think, oh wait, shit, this is gonna be where uh, he becomes be- an alcoholic again. Oh no! It begins. Yeah, yeah but, but as we said with Neil, though, this isn't a good message to put out there. It's, one beer may send you back on, back down the, the the rabbit hole again. So don't try it if you're as, as much of an alcoholic as what Barney was. That's very true. I mean, look, I speaking for myself, I like to think take everything on a case by case basis. But uh, you know, I'm not a huge fan of generalizations. But I think in this case, a generalization is probably the best way to go. If you have fought for your sobriety, if, if booze or anything else was a problem in your life and you have fought to get clean, fought to get sober, and you start having those ideas, oh, maybe just one, maybe just it's one. Not, it's, it's not worth it. just one. It's not worth it, man. Yeah, I would I would not. That is my recommendation. I, <laughs> I say that as someone who used to drink a hell of a lot and now drinks a lot less. Um, he just smokes three times as much now. That is correct. <laughs> find another find another way to channel your I don't know addictive tendencies Skinner then introduces the battle <laughs> it actually happened over there where that man is standing but he won't move so we're going to do it over here <laughs> oh, I, want to I find like the look of that guy as well I want to find out more information about this guy why is he standing there why is he so against this reenactment what's his what's his story I am just curious about civil war reenactors in general really yeah. I mean I'm not so curious that I've delved deep into the mindset of these people, but maybe our American friends could kind of give us a bit of uh, insight into why people would reenact one of the most <laughs> long, arduous, heinous, fatal conflicts in American history. Why do you want to keep bringing that shit up? Yeah, <laughs> but, um, I- I'm sure. I'm, I'm sure people have good reasons. Let us know. Simpsons mail, <laughs> Simpsons mailbag at gmail.com. The new email, Simpsons mailbag at gmail.com. Right into the show. Let us that know. name again, Simpsons mailbag at gmail.com. Maybe you are a part of uh, annual Civil War reenactments. Love to hear your story. Who do you play? What do you do? Do you beat people and say, die, you bastard? <laughs> if so, you're Dando's new best friend. <laughs> Stick. Hit with stick. Oh, die, you bastard. Whoa. Whoa, damn it. For me, the war is over. Oh, this battlefield is rife with inaccuracy. You dead people, stop playing cards. And Stonewall Jackson, stop rollerblading. The South will boogie again. We're supposed to be a mock battle. Mock! Don't worry. I'm just going to drain the area around your wound. So cold. So cold. Where he says here, the cold, so cold, that's from Catch-22. Uh, it's what Snowden says when he's hit and he's bleeding in the novel Catch-22. I remember reading it at Sky School. Oh, I did not know that. What does he say again? He says, cold, so cold. Oh. When the when he's sucking the uh, the beer out of the um out of the keg, so that's what the guy oh. says when he's been when the guy's bleeding. Ah. Uh, Milhouse also says it in the episode um, when Bart complains that 
nothing happened to Milhouse after they were playing with the monkey and then he's got the the illness. That's so um, right. <laughs> I think it's the episode Home, Sweet Home Diddly Dum Diddly. I think that's the episode it's in. So we then transitioned over to Tom uh, Brockle, is that it? Uh, Tom Brokaw was like a newsman. Yeah, I okay. think he was a news anchor. Okay. Uh, but, it's but way also, out of 2021. It's way over most viewers' heads, I think. <laughs> I think so, yeah, yeah. Not exactly. I mean, I think very well-known in his era and quite well-regarded, but, yeah, not one of these guys who's like, say, Walter Cronkite. Do you know that name? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, not Walter Cronkite. <laughs> <laughs> So there, he's honouring the World War II veterans on Memorial Day. They overhear the reenactment and the greatest generation are coming to the rescue. Then he, as they're taking off, he says he wants a foot rub from Tom Brokaw. I don't know. They just sort of, they really planted up the fact that this guy loves to honour World War II veterans. I don't know. Certainly in the late 20th century and maybe bleeding into the, uh, into the early 2000s, you know, there was a whole lot of, World War Two revisionism, a lot of Greatest Generation stuff. You know, Saving Private Ryan came out and all that yeah, kind yeah. of business. There was a lot of... Band of Brothers was early 2000s. Band of Brothers, yeah, yeah. And I, I imagine oh, Tom Broker was probably one of the newsmen who was like, tonight we pay tribute to our Greatest Generation. They fought for your freedom, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Lenny then accidentally stabs Carl. <laughs> I love the... How excited Willie is. <laughs> Reinforcements! <laughs> and Frink arrives with his steam powers super spider that we mentioned earlier with Neil. Oh, wicked a wicked a wild, wild west. Yes, I just love a good Frink just as he's trailing off into the distance. That the nylon is being released. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, Frink. Have you ever watched Wild Wild West or have you watched it in the last 20 years? I was a Men in Black kid. I was an Independence Day kid. I fortunately never got the chance to see Wild Wild West. And from what I've heard, I'm glad I never did. I've been on the ride at Movie World in Queensland, but never seen the movie. I get the feeling I should maybe track it down and revisit it. I get the feeling it would have a, an interesting nostalgia value now. For me, though, because I never saw it, it I'll just view it as a shit movie, I think, from, from what I've heard. That's a distinct possibility. But it also would look very much like you know, a big-budget blockbuster circa 1999, which nowadays sort of have a bit of curiosity about them. Like, oh, wow, that's how we used to do that. And anything with a big budget these days seems very controlled and very programmed. And it's like, okay, well... By the book. Yeah. Whereas something like Wild Wild West throws in a giant mechanical spider into this fucking western. Well, that's why I love movies like Con Air and Face Off. They're just so fucking out there, you know? Oh, yeah, you get a bit nuts. Yeah. Get a bit nutty. But yes, Big Ass Spider, made by our man Frank. <laughs> yeah. Hey. Homer wants to take the keg back for a refund. <laughs> I love the, the way it's written on there. This keg has dense a poo. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely spelling of our poo, by the way. Yeah, I know. Good. Great friend Homer is. <laughs> so the giggle is none of his business, or is it? And he goes to check it? on a poo and he sees him with Annette. That giggle is none of my business. Or is it? Oh, squishy lady. You've had less than eight kids, haven't you? Haven't you?
so we come back and Homer dreams about the the eunuch and whatnot. Did you notice when he looks up the word eunuch, he looks in you in the dictionary? Yes, <laughs> that's something I have written down here. Is like eunuch is not near unique in the dictionary. <laughs> still, still funny though. Yes, <laughs> he wakes up Marge. This here, we touched on it with Neil. I don't necessarily like it when they do this kind of thing. It's just I see it as like lazy writing, but they had to get the story moving along. So, you know, Marge just looks at Homer. and I mean, we watched an episode of Friends, Nicole and I, for our Friends podcast recently, and someone yeah. just looked at Monica and went, you had sex. And it's like, oh, no one can actually look at somebody and know, oh, they've had sex. But like Marge here says, oh, Apu's cheating on Manjula. It's like, oh, that's so stupid, but... We just need to move this story along, so whatever. Let's just get we on do, with it. Yeah, and it's it's a bit of shorthand about how you basically know your partner's tells, or you can pick up on their energy. Uh, that, you know, that, I, get, I get that, but the fact that she was able to say a poo shitty, oh, yeah. a manjua, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's just taking that and magnifying it to a intensely comedic degree. Yes. I mean, I, one of the many, 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 many things I love about the lovely uh, Louise is you know we were on the couch the other night watching TV and. Um, Oh, no, there was some aspect of some show, and she mm. turned to me and said, "You really liked that, didn't you?" I just, I felt your energy change, <laughs> you know. And I want, I wasn't like, or, or, "Oh, that was really good." I mean, she just, uh, I felt your energy change just then. You really enjoyed that. And so, you're right. I really did enjoy that. <laughs> <laughs> you get away from me, witchy woman! Only ah! what's wrong? Nothing. Nothing. There's nothing eating me up inside. Hmm, it must be something big. Hmm, something you did? No, something you saw. <gasps> Apu is having an affair? I know, can you believe it? Oh, Manjula's just gonna die. How did you find out? In my role as customer, I saw the whole thing. Oh, this is so awkward. Today's the day we play badminton with them. Oh, I hope no one makes any double entendres. Oh, Apu, you keep scoring while my back is turned. <laughs> Are you sure you're not cheating? <laughs> no, Manjula, do you want me to find another partner? No, 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 let's just keep playing. What's the score? Dirty love. I mean, 30 love. I mean, anyone for penis? I'll just get the shuttlecock. Oh, Oh god! Look, as, as as someone who grew up with Carry On movies, I don't know. If, do you, have you heard of Carry yeah. On movies? Yeah, I, I, <laughs> they played them a lot growing up, and unfortunately, one of the foundational bases of my humour. <laughs> I'm a sucker <laughs> for a good double entendre. So um, yeah, this whole bit was just uh, just absolute catnip to me. Marge is sad watching the wedding video. So did you see Homer trying to attempt the song from The Godfather? I did. I've always been fascinated by that guy. Every time I watch The Godfather, I'm like, how does this guy fit into the Corleone yeah, kind of I know, right. universe? You know, is he a relative? Is he just is he some old friend of Don Vito or whatever? Here's this old guy who gets up and he's singing something that's clearly pretty racy. I mean, you can tell by his hand gestures he's you know singing a song about sex, basically. And everyone's just like, ah, oh, yeah, crazy old bastard. <laughs> you know, every, everyone's tolerating it. Most are enjoying it. Yeah, really love it. It's just crazy Uncle George. That's ah, just Uncle George. <laughs> so yeah, for the Simpsons to give it a shout out. I mean, I'm assuming that's a that's a Schwarzwelder bit. So yeah, I, I very much enjoyed that. 
Homer doesn't understand what's going on. You know, what's wrong? You're not in any physical pain. That's the, the only pain that man can understand. <laughs> so he doesn't know what to do. Homer says he wants to tell Krusty about Apu cheating. <laughs> I love that. He's expecting a funny result. That's so sad. All those kids. <laughs> he's building He's building to something. <laughs> Homer is with Apu at most. We get the 47 bowls of beer on the wall. Homer then uses the salt and pepper shakers to explain what he knows. But Marge walks in uh, to join Homer and, and coming clean with the poo and telling him that they know what he did. Mo puts a little hat on, which I thought was hilarious. Yeah. Homer then tells the poo, we get another reference to scum. Oh, I am scum. Yes, you are scum. You'll see how you're scum. Marge says she wants to tell, uh, wants the poo to tell Annette that it's over. I, I didn't realize they were a thing. I thought he just cheated on her once, but no. Yeah, I, I did. Well, maybe that's, that time that uh, that Homer saw them in the uh, in the back room was the culmination of a lot of flirting. He does cheat on her again, though. That is correct. Well, yeah. how are you going to resist someone who turns you know a um stick of uh, a string of licorice into uh, a a doomy invitation? I, I was a little taken back. I was like, oh my, that's pretty full on for the Simpsons. Just as doomy. I'm like, whoa, okay. <laughs> but before then, so Mo offers Marge the Windex drink. So Mo uses a generic Windex brand called Windel for his drink, for his Windex drink. A Windex drink is actually made of vodka, triple sec, and blue curacan. Is, is that? I believe so. Is it called an Aquavelva? It's called a Windex, apparently. It's called a Windex. Oh yeah. wow. Okay, because yeah. I've seen blue cocktails called Aquavelva, and I'm like, maybe, maybe it's a different title here. I don't know. I'm not. I'm, a, I'm not touching that. <laughs> but do you know what Windel means in German? Uh, no, I do not. Please tell Windell me. Windell is the word for a diaper. <laughs> Come here, Uta. Put on your Windell. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, you're living shies all over the I floor. I, I love that your German person there was speaking English up until the word Windell. <laughs> <laughs> Apu is about to break it off with the net, but he just can't resist because the... The doomy licorice. The the reaction here was great. I have it. 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 Always down for a bit of humana humana. Yes, Manjula is very concerned that Apu's not pressuring her for sex. He tries to cover for himself. Pretends he goes to sleep. Completely innocent. Manjula is then. She's well. She's found the tape. Apu, come here a moment. This better be good because you are interrupting my faithfulness. Oh boy. I took the tape out of the store surveillance camera. Look. Oh, Apu, scratch and win. Mmm, that's good adultery. Oh. <laughs> oh, I am so sorry, Manjula. Oh, get out of my home, Apu. I'm assuming mm that's good whatever is based on an ad or something. It must be. I don't know. Mm, that's good something. It's okay. got to be based on something. The Simpsons didn't think of it, no. Oh, no. I wonder no, what it was from. But the hiss here from the kids as the poo gets sent out doing his uh, his final march at the door there, that's apparently a take from The Brood. I'm not too sure. Oh, have you seen, really? Have you, have you seen The Brood? Apparently the kids hiss. I have seen The Brood, but... Uh... Apparently either kids hiss or people hiss at somebody in The Brood. That does sound about right. It's been a while since I've watched The Brew, but it's a really good movie. Really good, creepy-ass horror movie. Um, okay. Yeah, I believe it's on Stan in here in Australia, or maybe on Netflix. 
but uh, definitely worth checking out from our Canadian friend David Cronenberg. He, avi- uh, he arrives at the Bachelor Apartments. Hey, Kirk Van Houten, I live across the way. <laughs> if you don't like losing the cribbage, stay out of my place. Well, okay. No, no, I'll let you in, I'll let you in. God, I'm really lonely. I do feel sorry for Kirk. He just, he's a real sad sap. Poor bloke. So Bart <laughs> and Lisa are then watching Rainier Wolfcastle on Inside the Actor's Studio. I got nostalgic feels for this because I used to love Inside the Actor's Studio. I've never really watched a lot of James Lipton. You never watched the show. See, it didn't matter no. who it didn't matter who the guest was. It was always super interesting. It was see, it was one of the things where now celebrities do this kind of thing on a million different podcasts every year. But back then, to get a full ninety minute in depth sit down, proper conversation with a celebrity like an Alec Baldwin or whatever, it wasn't very often. You could, they might appear on various podcasts. I'm sure Alec Baldwin's appeared on a hundred thousand podcasts by now. But Alec like, Baldwin's got his own podcast. It's yeah, really yeah. Good, but, by the way, <laughs> but okay, I haven't checked it out. Uh, by two, but in like 2004, 2003 or whatever, you know, Ali Baldwin being doing a ninety minute sit down discussion was really good stuff, and pro- you probably heard, or you would have heard a lot of information that you never heard before. And now, oh, if you yeah. listen to him, his different appearances, I'm sure you just hear the same stories over and over again. But I just think inside the actor studio was sort of like podcast or vodcast. I guess I know you don't like the word vodcast, mm. but podcast mm. before the were podcast. You know, you sat down and you watched these guys discuss their careers in depth for 90 minutes it was just it was really good stuff i loved it i used to love the way that they explained how they honed their own craft mm. yeah it was just yeah i just remember in particular the alec baldwin one always stood out to me yeah because he's really great at impersonations oh he's he's very good at him yeah, yeah yeah um i haven't seen i i sort of misrepresented before when i said i haven't watched any james Lipton. i've watched some mm-hmm. uh, and the ones that i've watched i'm like i really should watch more of these they are good i mean lipton's a bit of a character and he he can maybe take a little getting used to. Uh, rest in peace, James Lipton, by the way. Uh, but uh, no, he always, he always got really interesting information out of um, yeah out of his guests. And uh, the one he did with Sean Penn is actually really funny because you can see Bradley Cooper before he hit it big in the audience going mm, really oh, shit, taking it all really? in. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, because it's all film students, obviously. But yeah. The there's an episode with Conan O'Brien. I cannot recommend it anymore. It is just so funny. Conan O'Brien's just one of those guys where he goes into this interview on, but by the end of it, he's relaxed. Like you can tell the first oh, half right. an hour, he's like, I've got to be Conan O'Brien. And then yeah. he slowly just starts to relax. And it's just it's just awesome watching Conan O'Brien just talking as opposed to mm. being Conan O'Brien. O'Brien. Yeah. <laughs> well, Baldwin clearly learned some good lessons from James Lipton because his podcast called Here's the Thing mm. uh, are long-form conversations like that, and he's done some really, really good ones. One of the best ones he did was with, with Mickey Rourke. Now, Mickey Rourke, to me, is just a fascinating actor. I mean, there was no man more gorgeous than Mickey Rourke in the 1980s. Really? Uh, oh, God, yeah. Incredibly charismatic just and just a generally good-looking fella. <laughs> and he's kind of been his own worst enemy in a lot of ways over the years. He's barely recognisable now because, you know, he's continually sort of messing up his face with uh, with plastic surgery. But every once in a while, he'll sort of give a performance and you realise, wow, this guy's actually a really, really terrific actor. And you'd think, uh, I don't know if he's that bright or if he's that kind of what's going on upstairs. He did this yeah, interview with Baldwin, I think it'd be like three or four years ago now, 
and he went on about his, you know, his past in New York, sort of studying acting, what fame was like for him when it sort of came on very quickly, the mistakes he's made, you know, his sideline as a boxer and how his work as an actor and his sideline as a boxer kind of uh, dovetailed and had a lot of similarities. It was a really, really fascinating interview. And Baldwin's great. I mean, he knew just what to ask, just when to sort of dig in and go a little deeper on that and just when to hold back and realise, okay, he's on a roll here, let him go. It's Yeah, I, I can't recommend here's the thing enough. So, um, yeah, other things to listen to other than Four Finger Discount, but please come back to Four Finger Discount. Welcome back to Inside the Actor's Studio. We've met Rainer Wolfcastle, actor, novelist, barbecue sauce spokesman. Now can we meet McBain? Let me get into character. Okay, I'm McBain. All right, Mendoza. I'll give you the Maxwell circuit if you put down my daughter. Ooh. <laughs> uh. Oh, it's a pleasure to eat your lead, good sir. <sighs> Marge and Homer then try to explain the situation to the kids. And I really like this. It's not very often that I like Homer's cutaways anymore, but the, you think of what I'm thinking? You can run, but you can't glide. Right. And then cuts to him going, USA, USA. USA. <laughs> like, like that's the only place you get an opportunity to do this, to become yeah. a supervillain. To, yeah. <laughs> to become a death glider. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so it was really good. That's the, that to me was just like swat swallowed it to a T. You can run, mm. but you can't glide. glide. USA. <laughs> Manjula then... Uh, so, so, so basically Marge has a plan here doesn't she Marge's idea is to invite them both to dinner Marge wants to invite Krusty I'm telling you off camera he is a depressed unhappy man <laughs> which unfortunately is the case for a lot of comics um, it anyway. is yeah Marge just wants them to, to sort out their problems but uh, uh, we've discussed this with Neil Marge likes the status quo as you said yeah. but she is interfering in a situation she probably shouldn't be here Oh yeah, she's a bit of a busybody. She's <laughs> she she's been the listen lady again. Now yeah. listen, lady. <laughs> Still uh, one of the best gags of all time. Yeah, yeah. Well, listen, lady. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. But this is the other moment here. So Homer, well, I hope they sort out their problems because if they if don't, don't, then pew 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 pew. pew. <laughs> Manjula. We've got a special guest for you. Is it my husband's whore? Even better. This is going great. Look who's here. It's this thing. I am Ganesh, your god. I am truly screwed. I order you to get back together. Or I'll suck your blood. Bleh, bleh. Bart, stick to the script. Don't be a jerk. You're the jerk. You're the jerk. I know you have all gone to a lot of trouble to meddle in my affairs, but you cannot change my mind with one night of blasphemy and store-bought tandoori. Or should I say blanduri? <gasps> blanduri. <laughs> It's Very the kind good. of dumbass wordplay, the kind of you know lame pun that just makes me just makes me giggle. 
Then Apu pleads for a second chance, and you think that she's going to forgive him, but no, she slams the divorce papers in his face. It's all over. Then the wise guy arrives with the fudge mahal. We didn't order that. Pulls the blind down. <laughs> Can I lick your fingers? Meet me at the mail slot. Always happy to see wise guy. <laughs> we come back and Manjula is at... Fuck, how is this not my favourite moments? At the divorce lawyer. The divorce lawyer specialist. <laughs> Holy shit, I can uh, sh- legally shake him by the ankles and see what comes out. But just, but just the, she mentions she has eight kids. Just gets up on the table and starts doing the jig. It's Hank doing the voice, right? It is Hank doing the voice, and my God, does he sound like he's having a good time doing it. Reveling in it, absolutely. I have to warn you, Apu does not have very much money. Are you absolutely sure? Because legally, I am allowed to shake him by the ankles and see what falls out. It's established in the case of lawyers versus justice. <laughs> that was a wonderful day for us. <laughs> now, we have eight children. Will that affect the settlement? <laughs> Perhaps. No offense, but you remind me of the monkey man who slaughtered my family's chickens. Yes, I get that a lot. <laughs> I have to think all of this over. I still have feelings for Apu. I understand. Who is Apu? The face of divorce is not as beautiful as I had hoped. Perhaps there is another way. When will you humans learn that your feelings, as you call them, can stand in the way of big cash payoffs? <laughs> then Marge has taught the kids how to speak. So this is their first words. So you've stolen that away from Manjula, Marge. That she, she didn't get to be there for the first words. You, you taught them the first words. Just basically trying to guilt trip Manjula into giving back, uh, taking back a poo. Uh, she wants payback though if she's going to do that. And Marge is very like, keen. She's got her heart set on going to the strippers. Yeah. It just Checking seemed, out a bit of Magic Mike. It just seemed out of touch for Marge. Uh, sorry, uh, out of place for Marge to want to go to the strippers. She seems a bit more conservative than that. I mean, she doesn't seem conservative when it, gets, when it comes to the bedroom. She does seem pretty like raunchy. <laughs> like Marge, Marge does love a good time with Homer. But for her to be yes. so eager to want to go to the strippers, I was like, oh, fair enough. I mean, who doesn't want to go to the Rippers, right? Exactly right. I reckon I've been to the Strippers twice in my entire life. What about yourself? I've only ever been twice in 2021. <laughs> Today. <laughs> so Manjula uh, says she's going to put a list together of things that she wants Apu to do before she will take him back. Apu is then about to hang himself and he's going through the different things, uh, what, he's, what he's been in his past life. So he's been a tiger, a snake, mm-hmm. a clod, which was Alfred E. Newman, I believe the name Alfred, is. From Alfred E. Newman, the Mad Magazine mascot, yes. Yep, himself, Tate Wern, and an assistant to Lorne Michaels. Now, Lorne Michaels <laughs> hired uh, Simpsons writers, uh, George Meyer, John Swartzwater, John Vitti, Conan O'Brien, Ian Maxstone Graham, and Joel H. Cohen as sketch writers in the mid-1980s, into oh. the 1990s. And he also hired Harry Shearer as a season five cast member in 1979. There you go. Yeah. So he gave them all jobs and they hang shit on him. Mm, I don't know about Lorne Michaels in all honesty. I mean, the man has Saturday Night Live on his resume, which is 
pretty big deal, but he is also apparently a bit of a bear to work for in some regards. So, uh, I mean, Dr. Evil is is based on Lorne Michaels. No shit, really? Okay. Yeah. I thought I just thought he was based on every stupid supervillain in movie history. I think there's a, a few of Lorne Michaels' mannerisms in um, in Dr. Evil. Does Lorne Michaels, when he, when he fires you, put his pinky to his mouth? I am Lorne Michaels. <laughs> there's a bit in that uh, SNL anniversary special that I talked about the last when John Lovitz was on uh, and this is not long after Austin Powers had really started to hit a big and was uh, you know very much in the sort of in the public eye you couldn't go you couldn't uh, go 10 minutes without hearing it's a great tune let's, let's be honest oh it is it's, it's Bossa Nova I've forgotten what exactly what it's called but it's, um, I can't remember but yeah it's, it's but a yeah, great it's, movie but it's story, very yeah. good but I think they have a bit with um Mike Myers sort of in the bathroom at, at 30 Rock and Lorne Michaels comes in and says, now, Mike, I understand that you, <laughs> you've you based this character on me. And um, Mike's like, oh, no, no, he's based on a lot of bosses that I had and other various characters. And meanwhile, Lorne Michaels is sort of doing the pinky to the mouth at the same oh, time. Oh, so he's playing into it. Mm. So that's funny. Yeah, yeah. So, look, I think Lorne Michaels is probably aware that he has a reputation as a bit of a uh, billionaire tyrant uh, to to quote a previous episode. Lord Michaels has got fuck you money, so he doesn't care. Very much so. He is very much operating from a position of fuck you. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, man. I'd love to be in that position. It'd be the best. (laughs) (laughs) There's a great line in um, one of Dave Chappelle's specials where (laughs) he's talking about hip-hop artists who have got um, shut the fuck up money. You know you've reached a certain amount of money yeah. when you can you can you can tell people to shut the fuck up and he said Jay Z's got shut the fuck up money but Beyonce but Beyonce's got no you shut the fuck up money. <laughs> that's Look, very good and that and that's why Chappelle is just the king. He's the best, isn't he? Mm. Uh, his um his interview with Letterman is incredible oh. on Netflix. Have oh, you watched it? No, was he on a um, my Let next admit, guest is? Yeah. Oh, excellent! Oh, I'll check that out tonight. And he's um in that little town that he lives in now. Yeah, mm. they fi- they filmed it like in a field with just the local townspeople. It's great. Oh, that's dope! Oh, I'll check that out. Manjula. Oh, Apu, you're such a Brahma queen. Have you come to forgive me? I am willing to take you back. Really? Provided you complete these tasks. Number one, break up with Squishy Girl. Well, that's a no-brainer. Number two, lose weight. Number three, get cartoon published in New Yorker. Number four, legally change name to Slime Q Slime Dog. Number five, wear name tag that says same. I know a great name tag place. They do fabulous work. It's where I got this. He has to break up with the squishy girl and uh, he goes goes to do it. Homer here, I think she likes you. <laughs> it's always great when Homer is just like, he goes to do just- something. And then at the end of it, he's just completely forgotten why he's going to do that thing in the first place. He just can't but, read situations at all. It's fantastic. No. But the I thing think is, he's talking to in, you. <laughs> apparently, in this scene, um, you're supposed to see, originally Swartzwater wanted you to be able to see Chief Wiggum in the background <laughs> with a um, <laughs> with a dressing gown on because he was implying that every man in Springfield cheats on their mm-hmm. wives. But they were like. It makes it's just too sad if you're implying that everyone in Springfield cheats on their partners. Yeah. So Apu now only smells, uh, only sells smoothies. Um, so he isn't reminded of the squishy girl because uh, smoothies are now brought into the store by a hideous man 
Homer then <laughs> rides a poo. <laughs> and then this was a great... I just love the way this all worked together. So a poo just wanted to ride... Uh, Homer just wanted to ride a poo for no reason whatsoever. He just always wanted to do it, mm-hmm. which then gets turned into the New Yorker comic that, he, that Emmanuel right, wanted yeah. him to do. <laughs> yeah, it was just really... really the, way, the way they all sort of transitioned together, I thought it was really good. But Homer only bought the New Yorker to look at uh, the pictures of Lenny. By was it Rich, Richard Ava- Aversion? Richard uh, Richard Avedon. Yeah, Aver- Avedon. Ter- okay, a terrific twentieth century American photographer took one of my pivotal puberty photos. You might say it was a, a very iconic photograph of actress Nastasia Kinski, basically naked except for a python. <laughs> I will put that up on the Facebook page because it is uh, yeah quite the picture, and also it's safe for work. All the all the naughty bits are covered up. We then get the. Uh the performance of My Fair Lady with the octuplets, and now he can move back in. Uh, but Homer says, don't worry, don't you forget, you haven't eaten the light bulb yet, and he says it in the toilet. We don't actually see him eat that, which is, which is no. I'm glad we don't. But then back at the uh, back at Apu's apartment, and he's back in his old bed, and it's just, it's awkward, and it's not here. It's like, you can tell they both are happy to be in the same bed, but mm. it's still not quite where they need it to be yet. And it was, yes. it was really well acted and well played out, but it just felt like a very odd way to end the episode because we're so used to the episodes ending on a, a humorous note. And I know they tagged the Homer on the ladder going backwards again at the end, but that just felt crammed in and odd to me, that, that, that the bit of the ladder when Homer watching. But I, I did feel the, 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 the dialogue and the acting between a Pooh and Julie here felt very real, at least. Yeah, it was a satisfying ending to... Um, and like a good, mature thoughtful, authentic resolution to, you know, a complicated story. I thought a good way to end it might have been, you didn't need Homer, as funny as that part is, but mm-hmm. you could have had them just saying, you know, Apu saying, whenever you're ready, him rolling over and having his hand sort of out and then just have Manjula's hand out over and just like reach for Apu's hand and then mm-hmm. just sort of look at each other, cue emotional st- uh, music beat, end episode. That would be a nice because they're not back together, not banging it. They're not, you know, in love. They're, no, they're no, still in, but they're, they're they're still in love with each other. She's making still, the connection, she's, 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 the connection. She's willing to try and make this work. I thought that's how this episode would have been better ended, but it is a Swartzwater episode, and we don't usually end Swartzwater episodes with emotional beats on like a sentimental that, so. note. No. <laughs> By the way, and also an inter- an interesting line, just to rewind a little bit, but uh, where they're talking about. <laughs> I like the roles filled by minority actors. I didn't even notice. <laughs> I mean, uh, that's kind of a, bit, a little interesting and a bit funny in the wake of the whole quote-unquote problem with Apu thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I never really, until that documentary, and it was the whole purpose of the documentary, I never even thought about the fact that Apu being voiced by a white person was an issue. And you're guilty of it. I'm guilty. I try to stop it now. We both do it a, a bit without even realizing. Whenever we're quoting a poo, we put on the poo voice because hmm. it's just what we naturally do. But what we naturally do because that's what we've always done. But I can now see how someone who is Indian would be offended by that. Not everyone is, but I can no. see why it would be maybe not even like offense. It's just annoying for an Indian person. So, sure. I, and, but when I watched this one and heard Tress doing Manjula, I went, "Oh, 
it really sticks out now. Like I can understand why. Cause when that documentary first came out, I was just like, oh, whatever, mate. You're just trying to fucking get a headline. But no, it's true. It makes sense what he's yeah. saying. Well, it would be akin to you or I hearing every second day, oh, so white guys drive a car like this. <laughs> and yeah, you, you couldn't get into your car without, you know, hey, you're going to drive your car like this? Or, or even just the... How's it going, mate? You're going to put another strip on the Barbie? Be like, fuck yeah. off. To play devil's advocate. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> you have to always have the ding, ding, ding. <laughs> Got to put the ding, ding, ding in. Don't think it's done out of malice. I, I, I'm sorry. That's, that tends to be, it, it tends to be my go-to defense, and it's probably a bit weak, but uh, that's me sort of being a glass half full kind of person. I don't, think, yeah, I don't think it's done maliciously. I don't think it's done, you know, in, in a sort of, old school 70s English comedy kind of way that's like... No, it's done because you've always done it without thinking about whether doing it yes. is going to upset the person doing it. Just because you're not meaning to upset the person doesn't mean you're not upsetting somebody. That's true. Yeah. And look, it's it's leading to a more inclusive and more diverse kind of entertainment landscape. So all in all, I really did like this episode. I thought Swartzwalder... It's not his best episode, but he tackled the issue of adultery in a humorous yet believable way. Yeah, like I said, I mean, it had a um, a good sort of authentic ending. It didn't it didn't really pull its punches in a lot of ways as well. It uh, you know made it fairly clear that it didn't approve of uh, of Apu. It, it, it didn't give give Apu a free pass or anything like that. Uh, but it also showed you know their extenuating circumstances. And when adults are dealing with this kind of thing, it's you can view it as black and white, but there really are a lot of shades of grey in there. And so, I'm glad it was just Marge and Homer trying to, when I say fix the situation, they shouldn't have even been doing it in the first place, but I'm glad it wasn't the Simpsons family because this is not something that an eight and ten-year-old should be getting involved with. No, absolutely not. What did we learn, Palmer? So what did you learn for this episode, Mr. Davis? Uh, that if you're going to serve tandoori... Uh, make your own. Yeah, make you sure know, it's not Blandori. <laughs> make sure it's not Blandori. I mean, it may even be Blandori if you made it by yourself, but it could be a bit better than would, stuff that you buy from the store. Would you buy jar tandoori sauce if it was called Blandori? Like, do you think, <laughs> would you look at that and go, they've clearly got enough faith in their product that they're willing <laughs> to call it Blandori? I think I would buy it once. <laughs> they would have to be really good. But, That's, um, it's like I want. There used to be this place. I think it's gone now. It may still be there. But it was on the highway, right? It was a funeral service home, a funeral service place. It was literally just called affordable funerals. <laughs> I like. I used to drive past every day and be like, "Well, they ain't lying." And like, yeah. <laughs> well, that's the thing. T- if you reach a stage where you have to, you know, dispatch a loved one, it's like. <laughs> Times are a bit tight. Affordable weddings, you say? <laughs> <laughs> Affordable funerals, not weddings. Funerals. Oh, oh, well, there's the spin-off. Affordable weddings. <laughs> <laughs> That's their other service. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How affordable is this funeral? <laughs> From this day forward, your names will be. All right, it's time for the Guy Davis New Name Championship. Now we have a bit of controversy, don't we, Mister Davis? We did indeed. Someone so, wanted. Apparently I, balls up, apparently, I balls up the scores. So, our dear friend Mark Trelevin, 
he wrote in simpsonsbailbaker@gmail.com, and he kept track. He went through all the episodes of season 13. He kept track of the scores, and apparently I had the scores incorrect. So I apologize. Oh. I had these scores as Stephen Roberts on 13 in third, Josh Hedge on 15 in second, and Garode Harrahill on 17 in first. That's apparently wrong. And I apologize for that, listeners, because our dear friend Mark has gone through all the episodes, listened to the three, two, ones, and he has put the scores together here. So the current leaderboard apparently currently stands at this. Philip Hawkins on 12 and third, Josh Hedge on 15 points in second, and Garode Harrahill on 17 points in first. So, what have we got this week, Mr. Davis? Uh, one point mm-hmm. goes to Nora Coca Zero, uh, Nora <laughs> Coca No Sugar, uh, <laughs> Nora Nothing Like the Real I, I, Thing. I thought it was the Coca. Loca Coca with me. <laughs> Nora Livin' La Vida Coca. How? Coca Cabana. <laughs> Nora, let's please just let us know which of these you're happy with. <laughs> but in the meantime, but in the meantime, you do get one point for cheat, pray, love. Mm, very good. I do love a good uh, three-word motivational. It's good. It's a good. Eat, uh, sleep, repeat, whatever you know. <laughs> it's, just, it's, just, it's just like eat, sleep, fuck shit up, repeat, or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> eat, sleep, hit snooze button. Yes. Um, <laughs> Two points go to Thalia Enriquez. Ooh, Thalia. Uh, indeed. For the squishy lady and the tramp. Mm, not bad. They are either one and the same or up who is the tramp in this uh, mm-hmm. in this yes. scenario. I believe do, that to be the case. Do you know, I don't think I've ever seen the lady and the tramp in full. There's actually a plethora of Disney films, like old school ones that I either don't remember when I watched as a kid, I've just never seen. Things like Peter Pan. I don't think I've ever seen Peter Pan. I don't think I, I I know for a fact I've seen Bambi, Snow White, Aristocats, but mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever seen Peter Pan. I've don't seen I haven't seen Robin Hood, Lady in the Tramp, Fox and the Hound, Pocahontas. I've just all these films oh. I've never seen. Yeah, wow. Fox and the Hound will do a bit of a number on you, will it? Okay. Hmm. I think Kurt Russell voices either the fox or the hound. Should I, I avoid it? Should I avoid it if I'm an animal lover? Maybe, uh, but. but who knows, Dando? I mean, you know, push yourself, test your limits. In the meantime, three points go to our friend Fergus Jeffs. What do you give us? Okay, now <laughs> I've written this out phonetically, but forgive me if I'm uh, <laughs> a little clumsy with my pronunciation. Let's get it, Nahasa Pima Petalon. <laughs> Let's get it, Nahasa Pima Petalon. Nahasa. It's, a, t- Nahasa it's a tongue twister. It is. Nahasa. I've got it over three lines. Nahasa Pima Petalon. That's correct. Nahasa Pima Petalon. Yep. But, uh, and it's funny because we, uh, this was not connected in any way, but we mentioned Marvin Gaye's Let get it, Let's Get It On a little earlier. I know. Yeah. And wow, it all came together. The, the, the fabric of the universe, man. It's fascinating. The way it all works, it's mind blowing, isn't it? It's like Fergus Jeffs just knew. He just knew it. He's like, these motherfuckers are going to talk about Marvin Gaye. I just know it. Indeed. <laughs> so. Nice one, Fergus. So the leaderboard has not changed at all. Just means that Nora Coco has gone up to 11 points now. Uh, she's in fourth position there. Philip Hawkins still in third on 12. Josh Hedge, the clipper, on 15 points in second. And Garode Harrahill on 17 points atop the leaderboard. I believe there are three episodes left this season. So you have three weeks, guys, to try and catch Garode. Can you do it? We shall find out. All right, let's go over to the Twitter and the Instagram page and the Facebook page, Mr. Davis, to see what our lovely listeners over there have contributed as well. Let's do it. 
All right, so here, basically, guys, I we're going to get to the Instagram page and not the Twitter page because what I did this week was I posted on Twitter that I posted on my personal one and I have like 94 followers. I never, ever post on my personal Twitter page. So, unfortunately, Twitter followers can't get involved this week. I do apologize, guys, but we'll head over to the Instagram page now. Check it out. Do follow us at Four Finger Discount, at Four Finger Pod on Twitter as well if you haven't done that. All right, so I've asked for some alternative names for the sweetest of poo here. Oh, here we go. Marsha. So Marsha Anderson from The Skins, she's the lead singer of this reggae punk band from the UK, The Skins. If you do love yourself some reggae, make sure you check them out. They're one of my favorite bands out of London in many a year. So do check them out. And they're big fans of not only The Simpsons, but lead singer Marsha is a big fan of the podcast as well. I know she's going to be listening to this. So shout out to you, Marsha. Also, if you uh, want to check them out live, they're going to be doing their first proper tour of the UK in a long time. Uh, Kicks off in October. You can find it on their official website or just follow them on uh, Instagram. For more information, you can find them at The Skints, S-K-I-N-T-S. Anyway, enough promotion about The Skints as much as I do like them. Uh, so the, she has written here as an alternative name for the sweetest of who, thank you, come again. And a lot of people have just said here, hands down, that's the winner. And I do agree. That is a pretty amazing name there. Well done, Marsha. Next one here we have from Eamon Daly, the Quickie Mart. Well played, sir. At Tim Horwath, he says a squishy encounter. I like it. Oh, I don't mind this one at all, being a 90s kid here. Uh, uh, at I am Miss Kathy, I.m.miss.kathy. She says, squish me, baby, one more time. Very good. I like it. Would have been very relevant at the time. That's a really good title. Well done, Kathy. I am very impressed with that one. All right, we'll do a couple more here, a couple of good ones. <laughs> at Huang 82 silly customer, you cannot hurt the Twinkie. Very good. And finally here, at Tommy Stands. 1991, The Lady Who Squishes Me. So thank you so much, guys, for contributing some alternative names for the sweetest of poo on the Instagram page. And I do apologize once again to all of our Twitter followers for screwing up and posting on the Twitter page, on my personal Twitter page, and not the Four Finger Discount one. But do follow us because I'll make sure I'll get it right next week at Four Finger Pod on Twitter and at Four Finger Discount on Instagram. Now it is time we head over to the mailbag. Jamail! Jamail is here! Ooh! All right, so if you have a question for us, send them in to simpsonsmailbag at gmail.com. It doesn't have to be a question, just be a comment. We'd love to hear from each and every one of you. Write in and we will read them out on the show each week. First one here is from Andrew Swan. says, any good stories you can share about things you've seen in a workplace that you shouldn't have? Hmm. Guy Davis wearing a beanie like a man on the docks when he was packing pops was something that you should certainly see in the workplace. It was amazing. <laughs> that, that, that beanie I, I don't know how long I've had that one but uh, it was it is one of the mainstays of my headwear wardrobe and you're right I mean between that and my uh, and my black pea coat I definitely look like a wharfie I wore it over to Lou's the other night <laughs> that, that outfit she was looking at me like hmm <laughs> it makes you look tough I mean you are, you are tough but it makes you look tougher <laughs> don't know how tough I am but, uh, but thank you Dan that's very nice and that's a that is something indeed you should see. I don't have something that I saw at a workplace. I do have something I heard. I, I've got one that I saw. It's a story. Okay. I'll get to it in a moment. You tell us what you've, what you've heard about first. Oh, well, <laughs> I was working at a place. I will not say where because I don't know who's listening to the story, but yeah, no one needs to know the identity or even possible identity of this person. The Shmolong Shmlab of Shmajah. <laughs> no, I'm not saying that. <laughs> uh, but walked into the uh, into the men's room um, to re- relieve myself, as one does in the men's room. And just as I walked in, 
heard what could only be said, like a, a brass and woundwid solo coming from one of the stalls. Just this incredible sound of of was wind, <laughs> long and long and prolonged. But when that finished, then I could hear the person in the store going, Ugh. "Sorry, mate, just farted my guts out." <laughs> and that person was me. No, no, no. <laughs> I was like, "I'm going to get in and out of here as quickly as possible, so that this person does not know that I was here." So you know, there's never any weird eye contact when we bump into each other again. Just this groan of satisfaction following this incredible trumpet blast <laughs> from the ass. It's like War of the Worlds when the ship just goes. <laughs> it was it was like the Inception soundtrack. Yeah. <laughs> I the best part is when you're in the toilet like that, like you're in that situation, and whoever's in that cubicle gives no fucks. They know you're there <laughs> and they just let loose. You're like let it. You sir have the balls of steel. Like it's just um, but yeah. So I worked at this place once, and people who have listened to the first nine seasons of this show will be aware of where I worked. So I won't say the name, but we used to work on car parts, and we worked in press machines, and they used to move forward through the press machines just in case you weren't sure of where I was working. And the press machines <laughs> used to come down and they had these scrap shoots on the side. So when the press machines came down, it would trim the, the parts into the, the steel into shapes of doors and whatnot and the excess would go down the scrap shoots. Mm-hmm. One time, this guy, it was afternoon shift, yeah, so it was about 12.30 at night and I went up to this line and I witnessed a grown man shitting... Down a scrap shoot. Oh my god! There, there are toilets. No joke. Within fifty meters of where he was working, <laughs> he just decided he wanted to shit down the scrap shoot. <laughs> he thought it was called the crap shoot. <laughs> and I literally pulled a homer in this, where I sort of looked at it and went backwards through the hedge, like do do do. It was like, don't make any sudden moves. I don't want him to know that I've seen him shitting, because then it would be awkward as anything. You know, like. Well, you don't know what you're going to get, what kind of reaction you're going to get from that type of person. Yeah. Anyone who's willing to take a shit down the scrap chute, <laughs> like, they're not to be trusted. They, they're capable of anything. Uh, exactly right. So I, he, he, this guy out there right now, I'll just say his first name. His first name was Rob. He's out there in the universe right now, <laughs> not knowing that I saw him shitting down the scrap chute. Rob, we salute you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So next question here comes from our man, Mark Boston Burgess. Hey, he Boston. Says, What's your... What's your favourite iced drink flavour? Uh, he says they have slush slush puppies and Tango Blast in the UK. We have slush puppies mm. here as well, and some of them are delightful on a summer's day. Slush puppies you only usually find at the pool, I find. Okay, I think uh, Slurpees is what we like. I think like Seven Eleven they call them Slurpees. So you have Seven Eleven in the states yeah. as well. So Slurpees are like a branded thing for Seven Eleven. But I think any maybe it's just anywhere else that has an ice machine that's called Slush Puppies. I don't know, but they have the the white puppy with the blue beanie. I think that's what the um, slush puppy is. Icy as well? Oh, maybe icy puppy is what it is. Yeah, but we call them, I think we call them slush puppies here. It's like a, a cheap ripoff okay. of them. Yeah. I don't th- I'm, I'm n- not really that huge on those, although I am partial to a bit of a frozen Coke when I'd go to the movies. And there was a stage where you could, you know, make your own. You know, you go to the Oh, yeah. Fill that shit up to the top. 
Well, you fill that top, but you could also mix up the flavors. Mm-hmm. So I used to raspberry and coke. Raspberry and coke, absolutely. Yep. Yeah, yeah, and that was uh, just a, a absolute taste sensation. So, yeah, look, it's a pretty pedestrian choice, but that's uh, probably my favorite of the icy drinks. The the hack used to always do. I used to always do was you put <laughs> the hack. you put yeah. the lid on first. And then you yeah. fill it up so that when you put like you put the dome on top because some people they fill up the cup to the top of the cup then put the dome on and it's like you're missing out on the dome p- section. <laughs> <laughs> you, that is a good you, hack. Yeah, you got you got to fill the whole thing up. <laughs> but mine, I very much like Homer grape. If if, if there is purple, <laughs> I will be going for purple. Uh, my <laughs> final que- the final question here is from Andrew Palacati. What's the craziest thing you've had to do to get back in the good books? With a partner, friend, work colleague. Money, 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 money. <laughs> For me, it was join this podcast. <laughs> you, where were you? Well, who's, you were in my bad books. <laughs> I know, I know. Um, so, who? Do you have a situation of this? Like, when, when? Have you ever been in the bad books of the lovely Louise yet? No, we almost. We will joke about it that we haven't really had a fight yet. I mean, we've had sort of minor disagreements. The odd moment of like a little bit of tension. Like that time you forgot to add the extra 20 minutes to the end of the recording of 90 Day Fiance. She didn't find out what happened at the end. And it was all your fault. Is that what you thought? That's over? correct. Yeah. That is correct. That was, uh, that was tense times <laughs> um, in, the, in the Guy Louise relationship. Um, no, we, but we sort of joked like, oh, we haven't, yeah, we haven't had a fight yet. When's our first fight going to be? But, but neither of us are sort of very confrontational people. We sort of like to talk it out and see the other person's point of view and yeah i mean I'm, I'm sure a lot of people feel that way but you know we're not really people who like to fight but um she lent me her whippersnipper uh, a little while ago and when i gave it back she said oh look this thing's missing oh this part of it is missing is it over there and i think i'd just come down with her cold and i'd just woken up from like a a, a bit of an afternoon nap when she called i had a shocking headache and i was looking around going i haven't got it i don't know it it's not here, you know. And I was—I wasn't like short, but um, no, I was a bit short about it. And she said, "Well, it's not here. Hmm, this could be our first fight." And I'm like, "I'll go look for it." And then I found. And then I found. You—you're <laughs> you, about to be in trouble, mate. Choose wisely. Choose wisely. <laughs> the thing I did to uh, get back in the good books of uh, of the one I love, actually, I don't know, put in a, a tiny bit of effort and look for the thing that I thought was missing. And I found it. So there we go. <laughs> the best thing to do when you've pissed off your spouse is to just admit fault, admit defeat, wave that white flag and say, I'm sorry, I'm not worthy. All right, look, that's my default position in most arguments. So, um... <laughs> oh, man. All right, guys. Thank you for sending in your questions. SimpsonsMailbag at gmail.com if you'd like to send us in a message. And like I said, we'll read about on next week's show. Next week on the podcast, Mr. Davis, yeah. would you like to do the next episode in season 13 or would you like to go all the way back to season one and do the next episode of The Revisited? What would you like to do? Mm, it's been a while since we revisited The Simpsons. We should go back, I reckon. Let's revisit. Let's step back, back into mm. time. Unfortunately, though, it's one of the episodes that I consider to be one of the worst of all time. But mm. I think upon reflection, I'll enjoy it more. It is There's No Disgrace Like Home, the one that has the family therapy, shock therapy. Ah, uh, yeah. It ain't great, but uh, look, compared to a lot of the stuff that we've seen in season 13, you never know. It could be a misunderstood you, masterpiece. 
Exactly right. So next week we will review There's No Disgrace Like Home. Don't forget, guys, stick around because we're not going to be leaving you just yet. We're going to be joined once again by Mr. Neil Arsenti, the man behind at Daily Simpsons on Twitter on this day in Simpsons history, one of the best Simpsons Twitter pages going around, so make sure you do follow it. Also, don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Four Finger Pod, follow us on Instagram at Four Finger Discount, like the Facebook page, and please, please, please don't forget to continue to rate and review us in the iTunes store. Chuck us five stars. Leave a few kind words so that people who are scrolling through looking for some Simpsons goodness, they come across your review and go, hmm, I might check these guys out. They sound like good fellas. So <laughs> so please make sure you do that this week. That is your job for this week. Rate and review us on the iTunes store. And if you want to support the show and get access to not only this show a week early, but all of our other shows that we do here on Four Finger Discount, the one about friends, talking Seinfeld, going down to South, South Park. Park. Yes, yes. All the podcasts we do here, you get the early access, you get access to the Facebook group, all for as low as $2 per month. So go to patreon.com slash four-figure discount to start supporting the show and get access to a bunch of exclusive podcasts. But for now, Mr. Davis, any final words for our amazing listeners before we are joined once again by Mr. Neil Arsenti? Mm-mm-mm, that's good, Arsenti. Shh. All right, we're back with the man himself, Mr. Neil Arsenti, from at Daily Simpsons. Thank you once again for joining us, sir. So we were just discussing earlier moments that have uh, on the Simpsons that have influenced your life. Have you thought of anything yet besides having a child? <laughs> um, I got bald like Homer did. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I, uh... you, you guys are actually outnumbering. You you're outnumbering me now. There's more baldness than non-baldness in this room. That's pretty great. You got the guns, but we got the numbers. Uh, (laughs) I'm saving so much money on haircuts, you guys. It's unbelievable. It's good, isn't it? To quote this episode, Guy now has the reinforcements. (laughs) (laughs) But it's terrible. I mean, I'm showing my age here, but when I was a teenager, my hero was Bruce Willis on Moonlighting. He had that that slight recession thing going on. It's like you could tell that it was on its way out. I thought... (laughs) You know, if, if going balls like that, not so bad. I can handle that. That's pretty good. <laughs> Look how cool he is. Look how I'm cool Bruce cool. Willis is. And then... So we touched on the trivia nights earlier on, but at Daily Simpsons. So how, you've been running this for what? Is it about eight years now? How long have you been running this for? Uh, I've been running it. Well, it's been like a Daily Simpsons uh, trivia account for, I don't know, like four years or so. But I've had like um, the the account for like 11 years yes, actually yeah, now. Yeah. So, yeah. So, um, yeah, and it started out as just like a Daily Simpsons quote. And then um, I think I started doing random, uh, you know, anniversaries early on, but it was never really consistent. And then, I don't know, like four or five years ago, I just decided, I was like, I'm going to do, I'm going to go on Wikipedia, I'm going to do threads, I'm going to show clips. And then, and then I just started doing this whole big thing where it was just like, let's show these rare clips and these deleted scenes. And like, I don't know, I think with the more capabilities that came out with Twitter, mm. it just expanded more and more, mm-hmm. uh, you know, sharing these things. So. Now I got all these crazy followers, you know. So it's They're just all pretty, crazy. It's, when I get when I get random people like Jake Tapper from CNN and like, wow. uh, yeah, like uh, God, who's oh uh, Nick Nemeth, who's a wrestler. No shit, he, uh, Dolph Ziggler. He follows me. Like, really? <laughs> it's like 
what the hell? Like this, <laughs> anytime that happens, it's like, what? Okay, well that makes sense, but it's just it blows my mind. I guess mind he's in the age demo. Anytime. He does a lot of um, stand up comedy as well. Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, now and now it's just kind of like, and and it's kind of cool just uh, to. I actually got to uh, be part of the uh, San Diego Comic Con panel last year. You did? Uh, um, yeah, they they did. So they reached out to Twitter people. Yeah like the biggest Simpsons Twitter fans um, to ask questions of the, of the uh, people on zoom. And so they had a big, yeah, huge zoom call. With that's all the, right. I remember. It was so crazy. Like the Simpsons, the official Simpsons Twitter account reached out to me and I was like, this is weird. Yeah. And then, uh, and then they're like, do you want to be, do you want to ask a question on the panel? I was like, yes. And I didn't realize it was just like, Oh, you're going to join the call. And also you'll get to be on this call with like yeah. 10 other people and the crew and cast of the Simpsons. So that was awesome. And they almost Yardley uh, uh, was the host of it. And, mm-hmm. and she almost didn't get to my question, <laughs> which was, I, I was like, uh, she went to everybody and then was like, okay, well, that's about it. it. And I was like, Oh no. Well, you, Ralph I'm, with I'm the hat. I'm just, I'm just, yeah, I was like, she's going to forget. And I was like, I was like quick writing her. I was like, Yardley, don't forget about the question. She'll, she'll ask a little later. She'll ask a little later. And then she's like, <laughs> <laughs> and when she didn't, oh God, yeah. Uh, she, yeah, she get, she eventually got to the question. She's like, Neil, oh, I'm sorry for almost forgot Neil. And my question was, I thought it was a pretty good question. It was like, what, like the Simpsons in, has influenced me growing up what sort of shows influenced you growing up? And it was like, and, and, and why is it the Munsters? Yeah. What I said. <laughs> uh, and they didn't, it was so funny. It was, they didn't really have an answer until I think, um, uh, uh, I forget who jumped in, but they said actually the Simpsons influences the current Simpsons. That's like the classic true. Simpsons. Good answer. Right. Yeah. Mm. That sounds like a Matt Salmon kind of answer. It's a sal- it's Salmon. It was Matt Salmon that answered that. You're right. Uh, wow, you biggest Matt Salmon fan on the on the on the show right now is Brendan Dando. <laughs> he knows every trick. I know the guy's vibe. <laughs> yeah, he's got his vibe. Oh, but it was such a cool day too because um, I Yardley. I actually she started following me on Twitter because of that, and then she uh, I got to tell her that I was having a boy. That was the day yeah. I found out that I was having uh, mm. a boy. C- congratulations, by the way, for having a son. I forgot yeah, to, I forgot to, I forgot to say yes, that. <laughs> I, I didn't think I would, I, 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 I was leaning towards wanting a girl because I had grown up with a, in, a, in a house of boys mm-hmm. and I know what it's like. It can be a little oh, insane. It's, it's, uh, it's crazy. But he's amazing. He is actually like an incredible, amazing, yeah. like super cool kid. So, yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah. it's mm-hmm. awesome. Neil, you're clearly, you know, privy to the Simpsons community. I mean, you're <laughs> part of one, but you're also sort of leading one. Ah, you're influencing. you're influencing around the clock. I yeah. mean, and I, but I presume that you're a fan of other stuff as well. What sort of distinguishes Simpsons fandom and a Simpsons community maybe from others? If, if it's there is one anything. of those it's so it's i i think it's such a a paradox because there are so many fans that are just uh, just fans of like what the classic era in the 90s mm. and they label themselves as the biggest simpsons fans ever 
And then you say, uh, well, you must have seen most of the episodes. Then and they're like, oh, no, I just seen season nine. I'd season nine, two- season 10. That's it. Yeah, yeah. just just <laughs> season nine to 10. And what other what other show can you say? I've, I haven't seen the majority of the episodes, but I am the biggest fan. You know, like you can't say that about any other thing. I feel like you know, the, of course, like Star Wars is like, oh, only the original trilogy, yeah. or you know, whatever. But still, they've seen every. I I still yeah. think most Star Wars fans have seen every Star Wars movie. Where mm-hmm. there's no way, except for unless you're like a super, 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 super Simpsons fan, which there are out there, and um, but that, that have seen every single 700 episodes. Like I, I, I can say, I, I, I'm a huge Simpsons fan. I haven't seen half the episodes. There's point, a good portion honestly. between, I want to say season 23 to about 28. I've seen none of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like really hard. It's really yeah. hard. Yeah. Yeah. I'm probably the same. Yeah. It's so hard. Oh, but, and, and I hear they're great. I hear, especially like the, the most recent seasons, they're like, Oh, they've got the feel of the classic seasons, and mm-hmm. I don't know. I've watched a few episodes, and it's been like it's very hit or miss. Yeah, it's hit or miss, and it just hurts me hearing Julie. Do oh the my voice of goodness March gracious! Now. Thank God we're not mm-hmm. the only two because I watched we reviewed a new one for for our Patreon, and it, it just made me yeah. uncomfortable how unwell she sounded. She sounds she sounds like Marge's mom now. Yeah. She really does. She's but, and Marge she's just, not, just talking as Marge sounds like it hurts. It sounds like it hurts. And so um it almost is like I almost wish they recast her. Just for her more Julie's sake, you know. I I, I don't know. Julie enjoys the cat paycheck. I, I've, sure. I've I've said that you can't ask her out. You have it's her position to, to hand over, to give up, you know. Oh yeah. I mean, she's, yeah, for sure. She's been doing it for thirty years now. I just, she's clearly fine. I, doing I just, it, I just, apparently. I just kind of wish that she would hand it over. <laughs> you know, <laughs> please. Julie, anyways, almost the way possible. At the least, yeah. consent to a bit of auto tune or something yeah. like that. Yeah, or something, or have a, have them throw Marge's voice, the classic Marge recordings, into a like auto generator. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like it just like, hurts. It, it's different if it's like, you know. You, yeah. you, when you're thinking, when you, it makes you think outside the episode when you're thinking about, oh, God, yeah. that actress does not sound well doing the voice. Yeah. Like, you, ca- you kind of want to go, Julie, here's a mug of hot tea with lemon <laughs> and yeah. a dictionary. <laughs> yeah. Drink the tea, then read the dictionary, and <laughs> we'll do the rest. <laughs> yeah. We'll do, yeah, exactly. So, but um, yeah, it, it, that's my, you know, it's what I would say that's, that sets it apart from, a lot of other shows. Yes, there are mm. other shows like like I'm watching Supernatural now with my wife because she's like a big Supernatural fan, and so she mm-hmm. wanted me to watch it, and I was not interested. But now I'm mm. actually into it. So how many seasons me. is that? That's like eighteen That's seasons. 15 seasons. Yeah. So good lord. <laughs> it's pretty good, but that that has its own fandom where it's like, oh, the first few seasons were good, and then it drops off, but. I don't know. Community, the Coming first four seasons, it. No, that's it. Yeah, it's yeah. the first four seasons and, and it doesn't, you know, I, I still think it's good. But I, I, um, I feel bad that the, I tapped out of like season four of The Blacklist. And like, <laughs> <laughs> right, there's so many, yeah. So that's... Uh, I'll never I catch mean, up. Yeah, I'll never catch up. That's right. Is it? 
it's still on, or is it or season is it eight now? I think up? season eight or something like I that. I think it's in oh, the wow. eight, eight or nine seasons. And like one of the, one of the reasons <laughs> yeah. I started this podcast was that I would have a reason to watch every episode of The Simpsons. Because I knew yeah. that if I had to commit to watching ten seasons of the show, I would just never do it. But if I'm forced, not forced yeah. to, but if it's if it's the weekly <laughs> thing I do for the show, then it's then yeah. it's going to happen. Yeah, it's the same with me. I'm like, I don't know when I'm going to get around to yeah. watching. Uh, uh, maybe when I retire and the show is still on. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, if, yeah. this, if, the, if the show is going to keep going, I don't know what to do. But uh, <laughs> with, with your trivia nights, do you only do first ten seasons with the questions, or we only do? Yeah, we we've specifically labeled it as woohoo classic Simpsons, so that way yeah. people are. Oh, you don't do the newer episodes, do you? No, no, don't worry, calm down. You know, because we, we've run a few Simpsons trivia nights here in Australia as well, here in Melbourne, and so many people write in. What what seasons? If it's from season ten, I'm not buying a ticket. I'm like, why? <laughs> Jesus, yeah. so like I don't know them by heart. Yeah. They're not ingrained in my DNA. Yeah. They um, weren't repeated every night at six PM. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean that's how people learned it all, right? Mm. Because it because it, it it was they had it every Sunday. It, there was that period in the nineties where it was on every Sunday and that repeated three times, up up to three times wow. during the day. So that's how we memorized it. What we had here in Australia, we had pay, we had pay TV in Australia, and there's a station called Fox Eight, which still airs The Simpsons on on pay TV. Yeah. But every uh, Saturday and Sunday from nine till twelve was Super Simpsons weekends, and that's where they would just oh, play. Wow. Th- th- there was no ad breaks; it was just three hours of straight Simpsons episodes every oh weekend. My God. It was the best. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like yeah, the yeah. best. Wow, that's incredible. Um, the, uh, what was it? Oh, so we just do seasons one through 11. At, one through 11, uh, okay. Why 11? Is 11 like the end of the classic era for you or? Well, I think it is. And it almost, it almost ends. The, I think that last episode of season one is, um, what was it? It was the, uh, the behind the laughter. That was the end of season 11. Yeah. And, and that, that's a fantastic episode. Yeah, it's, it is. And it, it, it almost serves as like the end of the classic era. I think episode because it's yeah. like behind the scenes and they're like, you know, who knows what's in store for this Northern Kentucky family or whatever they say, um, Southern Missouri sometimes. But, um, but you know, there are still people that are like, Oh, I don't know. Season 10. Oh, I don't know. Season 11. Oh, season nine. You know, it's gets start starts to get murky around season nine for a lot of people. So anytime there's a question like season 10 or season 11, or season nine, people are like, Oh no! <laughs> well, well, it's, it's the, so, the Mike Scully era seems to be where people dropped off. I don't know why. Do you, yeah. Why do you think that was? Because a lot of people say the quality of the show dipped. And <laughs> when you go through and review, I will say I always always defend it. The show quality yeah. did dr- uh, drop a lot of, a lot there. I think for two reasons. One, when we spoke to Mike, he mentioned that what he brought in when he became showrunner was the staff were allowed to go home at five. Before that, yeah. the writers stayed until they had the right joke. When mm. Scully took over, it was whatever was done by five was done. So maybe they didn't really. Yeah. So it was like the right. And it's, it's a positive that. for the writers. So the writers were allowed to go home at five and live a normal nine to five job. So maybe. Yeah. Without realizing it, they were because they weren't dedicating their <laughs> entire lives to trying to get that one great mm. joke. That's why the quality wasn't as wow. good. I don't know. But um, yeah. That's I, such a. Yeah, I don't know. I, I there were I I can <laughs> remember and it was. I mean, everybody points to that, that uh, the the uh, Skinner principal principal and the pauper, yeah, yeah, and I that was the first time 
I could say that that's probably the first time when I, I remember watching the show being like, it, it, it hit me. Like, I was like, this is, what is happening? Like, what is, this isn't right. Like, it just didn't sit right with me. I think I was too young at the time to really notice or care. I just enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. it's interesting. Yeah, I, I think I, having, because I, by the time that episode aired, I had to have been like, we were in 20, 20 or 19 yeah. or something. That was, not, yeah, that was 98, I think, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, so, like, yeah, 18 or 19. Um, but I was, like, I was, like, what is, I really thought, like, oh, no, there's a chance The Simpsons is not going to be good. <laughs> okay. because and, 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 it, and it was a funny episode. They're funny, you know, it, it's great gags, great everything. But I think I was bothered so much by that that it just... <laughs> It influenced my whole opinion of that whole season and and the subsequent seasons. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. But but when something hits a high mark and hits it consistently for a few years, yeah. even a even a small dip in quality feels like oh no, oh a chink, a chink in the armor. You know, we're I stuck. know. And people, oh, have do you ever watch? Do you ever go to the Simpsons archive and like look at the yeah. old reviews from yep. fans? They are scathing, oh. and they're scathing. As early as like season three. Really? Like, oh, I didn't oh, that, that early. Yeah, they really like, oh, a three, three or four. It's like, oh, it's like, really, guys, you have no idea how, how good you have it. I can't believe how critical you're being of this episode. Like, oh, oh. And so um, I'm sure at that point they were probably like, oh, they just, it's fans, you know, just thinking. Mm. Uh, I've, we've been hearing this since season three or four, yeah, like yeah. Uh, how the show's been going downhill. Um, but I really felt like that, maybe because they were doing so many different things, but they started messing with the logic because they had it. it, it was, yeah, it was the same thing that I think Harry Shearer even criticized it, and they're like, mm. "You're messing with something that they already they've already had has this history with Skinner, and you're just going to say it's they're fa- it, it, he was faking it." He was faking the PTSD yeah. <laughs> of being a nam and, and yeah. all that. Like they, they, uh, they never actually so... explained any of that properly. But I remember when we interviewed mm. Harry, he was saying that there came a point where he read the read the line on the paper and looked up and said, "Ned Flanders wouldn't say this." And they said, "Yeah, well, it's fine." Yeah. and he was like, "I'm pretty sure I know Ned Flanders better than anybody." <laughs> And if I'm telling you that he I've wouldn't say this, I've said everything Ned Flanders has said. Yeah, so if I'm telling you that, yeah. if Ned Flanders is telling you that Ned Flanders wouldn't say this, then Ned Flanders would not say this, you know. But, <laughs> but, but he goes. That was the moment he realized. Okay, well, it's changed now. Yeah. You know. Yeah. yeah. It's a, because the, it's, the, the show sort of becomes. It's a job, not an adventure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but the, the, there came a point where it starts about season twelve, where the the there's jokes in the episodes where they're acknowledging that the show isn't as good as it used to be. And that's for yeah. me when it hit, I was like, Oh, even the show knows it now. <laughs> I was like, Oh yeah, maybe it's not as good as it the used to be. Worst episode yeah. ever. Yeah. yeah. They started yeah. referencing themselves with the worst episode. ever. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. the Simpsons already had a horse and there were many, yeah, you know, that was like... the Sassel Galactica, which guy, guy hated that episode. I really enjoyed it. I don't know. Maybe it's cause I was so young at the time and I have that nostalgic, feeling for it i don't oh, know but man. i really like that one but is God, that the gnomes that's the gnomes right yeah. oh are the elves i hated it <laughs> it was i can remember even uh, my my uh my friend adam who we both watched simpsons episodes growing up and recorded them he 
I could, that was, that may have been the first episode he was disgusted with of like, disgusted. he was just like, oh, it was just so stupid. I could remember him after it aired. He's like, <laughs> it was just so stupid. They had, they had uh, elves underground. It was just so over the top, ridiculous. And I was like, I know. I agree. It's, it's, it sounds like guy from our review. The exact same viewpoint. Oh. <laughs> it's just so. This, what? This, what this kind Adam, of world? What? This Adam sounds like a cool guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was cool. I, yeah, it was just like, oh, my God. It was just, oh. I, that was another one that I, I remember. And that one and when Homer um, leaves the uh, – when. Uh, forget what episode it was but he was giving his kidney to um oh kidney trouble yeah homer simpson in kidney trouble oh he goes on that boat Uh, that is so bizarre oh he just keeps leaving grandpa behind i was like homer's a jerk but he wouldn't leave his dad Mm. to die multiple times i don't know it just or maybe people change i don't know like like maybe we as people change to your point brendan like it didn't bother you the elves or whatever but you were younger at the time, so I would have been about maybe eleven when I aired. Yeah, yeah. So maybe if you had watched it when you were like uh, sixteen or like mm. even twenty, then maybe that would have bothered you because you were older and you didn't, you know, you thought that trope was stupid or something. You know, I just liked it because it was The Simpsons. You know, yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe it just like it all depends on how old you were. At the time yep. you saw the episode, you know? And that's why so, I say to people who say the new episodes yeah. are no good, I'm like, I guarantee there's a generation of young people out there who really like the episodes. Totally. Yeah. That's why I got to watch, you know, well, yeah, it's the same way with like Star <laughs> Wars or the prequels or whatever. If yeah. you were a kid and the prequels come out. Me, yeah. You love those movies. Yeah. yeah. And so, well, not everybody, I guess, still loves those movies <laughs> even when you're a kid. But, um, but you have a more affinity towards them because you were a kid during that time so it, it becomes a bigger argument right like yeah. of like nostalgia versus like quality actual quality <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. With, so. with, with your twitter yeah. page you put up so many like and i'm impressed so many amazing clips that i didn't even know existed do you just troll youtube for them or do you have them on tape how do you find these? um i go it's mainly youtube um but there are i've come across recordings um that I, uh, well, you'll be fine. You, 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 you'd be uh, surprised the stuff you find on YouTube. Like mm. there's all these commercials of 90, it's just like 90s commercials. If you just, mm. go, you know, if you go on YouTube and look for 90s commercials, yep. there's so many. Like, How fun is it? So many 90s commercials. And so if you j- I just started searching for Fox commercials. Okay. And, <laughs> and, and sure enough, I was like, oh, here's one, you know, I found, I found one, you know, uh, a promo for, you know, uh, these episodes that I haven't seen, you know, and I haven't seen these promos in, you know, whatever, 20, 20 years yeah. or whatever years. Um, so that's where I tend to get those promos from is YouTube. Because um, mm. people, I mean, it was VHS prime time was in the 90s. And so everybody would record everything <laughs> On, on their TVs and and now everybody just loves I mean the best part of our Twitch stream on Thursday nights is the commercials people have seen the episodes a million yeah. times mm. and so the best part is like experiencing the whole you know historical you know uh, framing 
as yeah, if you the were there at the time. Of it is yeah. just like, oh wow, this episode came out during this time when Coke was, you know, <laughs> promoting just for the taste of it, you know, or like mm. a Taco Bell and like all these vintage ads. You could supersize your, your meal at McDonald's. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it was super cheap. <laughs> Even cheaper than now. And so people if people love the nostalgia the biggest on those Twitch streams more than and that was the purpose of doing those Twitch streams was was this nostalgia more than like, mm. oh, I want to try to get triggered by Disney and <laughs> and and take yeah. it down <laughs> it's, or whatever. It's like that movie Demolition Man. You know where um you've seen that one yeah. They yes. Get- all the, all the restaurants are Taco, Taco Bell. Bell but they go to Taco <laughs> Bell and there's some guy on the piano, like this cheesy lounge singer. He's like, good things from the valley, valley of the jolly green giant. It's like, Sly's <laughs> yeah, like, what, yeah, where's right. that guy singing the jolly green giant theme song? Like, oh, these, these are the biggest hits in the top 40. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not unheard of, yeah. right? And that's exactly where so. we've ended up. I mean, God knows I'm, I'm yeah. as guilty of the next person of like yeah, typing in, 80s commercials into YouTube and then just yeah. zoning out for like four hours. Yeah, people just love the commercials. And so I, I actually have some recordings that I've been able to get online. And any ones that don't have the that have commercials cut out, because people would record episodes and they would cut commercials mm. out. Um, any ones that have the commercials cut out, I don't show on Twitch because <laughs> people get really pissed. I did that once where I accidentally aired an episode where the commercials were cut and people were like, what's going <laughs> the on? The only reason I'm like, here. I'm sorry. I, the only reason I'm here is because of the commercials. And I was like, sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, God, I'm sorry. <laughs> so. How, so can anyone just join the Twitch or how, how does this work? Yeah. Yeah, it's just a, it's just a, just go to the uh, twitch.tv slash Daily Simpsons. Oh, the craziest Mm. thing. So, you know, that guy, um, the voice, maybe it was different in Australia, Mm. but you may have heard him and the promos that I post for the Simpsons. Tune in this Sunday, that guy. Yeah, tune in this Sunday. Uh, His name is Joe Cipriano. He's a classic voiceover Mm. guy in the US because he just did. All these TV promos in the 90s and 2000s. I thought you were talking about hard rock guitarist Joe Satriani for a minute. I'm like, wow, this... <laughs> yeah, Joe Satriani. This, this did, guy's multi-talented. <laughs> yeah, no, he... Uh, Joe Cipriano, and he's like... Uh, he He's on Twitter, and he reached out to me. Wow. And oh. he's like, can I record a promo? Oh, oh, that's amazing. And he went, he went to my website and, and like filled out like the email contact form and sent me an email. I was like, what is happening? Why? <laughs> like, this is a guy who has like huge contracts to get his voiceover done, like for all these promos. And he's asking <laughs> to do this promo. And so um, I was like, yes, Joe, if you want to record it, here's your copy. Yeah. You know, here's the copy that you have to read. And he read it and I was like, this is like, (laughs) oh my God, this is crazy. This is like, he's doing a promo for me. And it's like, oh, it was just insane. So he did a promo for me. You're never too old to fanboy out for something like that. I know. I was like, oh my God, Joe (laughs) Cipriano, are you kidding me? Who's a, have you ever been so, to like a table read or anything like that? Have you ever been to the to the animation studio? No, you know, I almost I almost did. Mm-hmm. Um, I asked Al Jean because you know he and I are friends on on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I reached out. I was like, uh, "Do you guys?" I, I was like, "Could I get in on a table read?" And this was before COVID, yeah, yeah. of course. 
And he's like, yeah, I let, we're, we're on a break right now, but I'll let you know when we come back. And I was like, okay. And then COVID happened. And now they're doing their table reads, at least now, over It's over remotely, yeah. Um, yeah, and so I'm like, oh, but I asked, I think, I think Yardley either said on a podcast or she said, um, or she had, because uh, I asked her about table reads, she said she thinks they're going to happen in person again eventually. So I think I got it in. I think I'll be able to go to a table read, um, hopefully. But um, yeah, I've never been to a table read. I, I almost was, but then stupid pandemic. Yeah. And the worst possible thing that could happen to me was not going to a table read because of the pandemic. That's the absolute worst thing because of the, the pandemic. It's the absolute worst thing that could happen because of the pandemic was me not going exactly to right there's so, nothing else terrible happening except for that let's not forget who the real victims no. are here man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah me not going to a table read oh man maybe you, you'll be the first person on al jane's list oh yeah that neil guy yeah the neil guy well, you know, the... if he's doing it alphabetically our senti is probably near the top of the list <laughs> thank you yes guy's right oh it, it comes in handy sometimes <laughs> ever had like someone from the show come to one of your trivia nights I'm, i feel like bill oakley would do it oh no, no, nobody lives in Chicago, unfortunately. Do you charge for these shows or? We do. Um, and it's only to cover um, like the, uh, it's more of like, oh, we write all these, we write 50 questions a month. So it's like hoping. It's, it's you know, work. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of work, but I don't know when we come back, we're coming back in person for the first time um, in October. Yes. October it's 25th. Like first time since December. Yeah. yeah October 25th. Um, it's the first time since December of 2019 that we're going to do it in person. I probably won't charge like, because I've at this point, like I've gotten enough of a library of questions <laughs> and you know, uh, I don't know. Mm. I, I may or may not charge. We'll see. But, um, <laughs> that's, that's what I was going to ask you. How hard is it to come up with new questions every time? Sometimes we don't. Sometimes I mean, we have a huge library that goes back for, I mean, cause we've been doing it since, 2012 so um and we share questions with other woohoo classic tri simpsons trivia nights that are in L uh there's there was one in la i think but now there's not but there now there's a different there's a different trivia night Ooh, in la good but, licensees um, wow we yeah but uh there was one there's one in uh toronto and there's one in brooklyn um okay, and then there's yeah. a few others in canada as well but we all have a shared google doc because we're like, let's oh, nice. help, a, help each other out when we're trying yeah. to come up with these questions. Because um, it's hard. Yeah, like you said, it's hard. So that Google Doc, mm. I think, has over a thousand questions now on it. So maybe even more. What's your sort of basis going into when you're writing a question? It's, it's like cause when, I was, when I was writing for our show, it's like they're going to be hard. But yeah. you've got to feel like everyone in the room could have at least have a crack at trying to answer it. Yeah, it's well, it's yeah, it's levels. It's definitely like, you know, easy... And then hard is like, mm. what did this person? We we tend to not do any number questions because okay. people <laughs> people really get pissed <laughs> when you do a number really? question. Like it's like a math thing. I don't know if it's like they're just like mm -hmm. uh, I can't remember numbers as well as you know quotes or whatever. But yeah, yeah. Um, yeah it's just like if if I can remember something, I'll assume the hardest the 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 deepest Simpsons trivia fan will know something. So what's what's um, what's the easiest question you've ever asked? The easiest question? Probably like middle initial. Do you always start start do you start Middle with an name. easy one always or Yeah. 
Yeah, middle. Uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> I think we did. I think we did do like, <laughs> what is Homer's middle initial or something like that, or like <laughs> something really. Where does the Simpsons sit? How many slices of American cheese? Yeah, how many? Oh, yeah, the uh, six. Yeah, yeah, like man. even that. The that's a number question. I can't ask number questions. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> it was yeah. I don't know. Like, uh, what is Maggie's first word? Mm-hmm. Like that. You know, yeah. th- there's a whole episode about that. So it mm-hmm. tends to be like, oh, people, get out. If you don't know Maggie's first word, then. What are you doing here? It's only one of the biggest moments of all time. Then you get the nerds that are like, <laughs> ah, canon or not? Because she said, this is deceit. This is hey, it's a, indeed a disturbing universe. Or, you know, like, uh, yeah, like, <laughs> you know, like, like uh, and I'm like, non Simpson or non Halloween episodes. Like, okay. So, yeah. <laughs> People get really nerdy. Have Have you ever made a mistake with a question? Yes. Oh, uh, what was they grill you? They grill you for it, don't they? Peep, oh God, it's the worst, and it's been so long since I've made a mistake. Uh, and well, we haven't done trivia in, in over you know a year and a half, but it's 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 yeah. been so long since I've made a mistake because I really got heat from people. Like they were boo, you know, people were booing. It was just like yeah. I'm so sorry, guys. Everybody gets a point for that. Just relax. Just like, and then people yeah. get pissed who actually know the answer. Get pissed that everybody's getting a point because on it. That's it. Yeah, I remember I was doing trivia with this other guy, not not the, not the former co-host of the show, but another guy who runs another page. And he went, the question he wrote was, "What was the name of the play that Troy McClure is in?" And it's yeah. "Stop the Planet of the Apes." I want to get off. Yeah, but he just had the Planet of the Apes, and I'm like. Yeah. No, 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 no. It's not just the planet of the apes. And he goes, people won't care. I'm like, all right. Oh, no. Okay. We will, we will find out then, sir. You're incorrect. They'll have to get a half a point if they just put Planet of the Apes, the musical, because. And he and people were pissed. <laughs> That's true. Because that, I mean, they went to yeah. the trouble of naming it Stop the Planet of the Apes. Yeah. It up. It's a gag. Um, yeah. Uh, so it's very important that you have the name. Yeah. So there are times when I have to be like, Especially if I put it as a hard question, I have to specifically say, you have to get that actual title of that. You can't just say, you know, what the, you know, the, the musical is about or whatever. You have to say this actual can't title. can't be thereabouts. It has to be it. Yeah. yeah. You have to be it to get the full point. But Yeah. So if people want to come to October 25th, yeah. How do they get tickets? How do they sign up? What should they be doing right now? It hasn't. We don't. We haven't figured it out yet. <laughs> Uh, but if they, we'll have the details. <laughs> That's a September on, problem. Yeah, that, yeah. We'll, <laughs> fall, Neil will worry about it. Autumn, Neil yeah. will worry about it. Um, it's, uh, it's. They can find out details at uh, Woohoo Classic Simpsons Trivia Chicago, the Facebook group. So if you just look that mm-hmm. up on Facebook, um, you'll be able to find the group. And the Twitter is the Twitter at Woohoo Trivia C H I. Yeah, uh, yeah. So Woohoo Woohoo Trivia. CHI is the is the Twitter for that yeah. and we'll post the details on that too. It's Facebook the it's Facebook the better you want to get more people in that group though, don't you, right? So Yeah. Yeah, well either one. I think I'll have the details on both the Twitter and um, yeah. Facebook. But I think getting tickets and stuff will probably be through the Facebook group anyway. Like I think it's popular enough and people are craving it enough and with rules, who knows pandemic rules or anything yeah, at that just point. Don't know. Um but uh so we may have actual buy tickets ahead of time situation, which we usually don't like, we'll just get enough people until the tables will fill up and then we'll just say, sorry, we don't have any more room. 
but in this case, I think it's so much in demand, I would like to think that people <laughs> yeah. want to get their tables ahead of time. Um, so we'll see. So we may pre-ticket it. We'll I couldn't help but notice the date, so I'm assuming it's going to be a Halloween dress-up theme this time, right? Yes, for sure. <laughs> so what, 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 what costume that has never appeared that you want to see someone dressed up as that might see them get some bonus points? I don't know because everybody's done so many deep cuts. Like, and, mm. it, and it's the best when they come in and you're like, I forgot about that. Like, I, yeah. you know, there people go to the great lengths. Like somebody did uh, uh, Disgruntled Goat. Like, oh, well, yeah, that's right. come yeah, that's on. And they had a big foam costume and like, and that one first place because it's like, that's a that's a that's a throwaway. It's a two second gag in an episode, so I I ha, I haven't been able to think of anything. It's hard for me to come up with my own costume at this point because so many other people have done the costume. So <laughs> has um, anybody ever come as a bought license plate? No, nobody's come as a bought license plate. But how do you? I mean, do you dress up as just like a flat? Just like a giant check with just like bought. <laughs> <A giant, laughs> yes, a giant uh, rectangle shape. Um, I would come yeah, as the guy I mean, who will drop pants for money. <laughs> that guy's doing it for free. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, nobody's coming. I see now. You guys are are coming up with ones I haven't even think, thought about. But yeah, that that one hasn't been used. Um, you could use yeah, but there. I think people come up with the really deep cuts, and then you forget about these. Well, he's gone on to be a regular character too, hasn't he? Has he? Uh, Who's well, that? he's he's old Jewish man. Oh, right? he's, oh. he's old Jewish man now. Yeah, yeah. he's. He, I think it was about old man in the sea student where they take the old folks out of the retirement home for the day. Bart and Lisa. Yeah, I think that's the episode where old Jewish guy becomes a main episode because he's like, I want some ticket toast. Yeah, <laughs> that's what he keeps saying that over and over again. He, yeah. he gets a little bit, he's not as out of it. I feel yeah. like he probably got help or something. If, yeah. <laughs> if he I, doesn't drop yeah. his pants anymore. If I was going to come and I also had, you know, energy and imagination and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I would dress like in a, like a dinner suit, like an old style entertainer, mm-hmm. and I'd have a gabbo on my knee. That's yes. happened, right? That's happened. Has, Hasn't someone come? Yeah, yeah we yeah. did have that. We had, yeah. we had a couple. It was a couple's outfit. <laughs> uh, um, they they had uh, the the uh, it was um, uh, Gus Gus and Sarah Louise uh, uh, friends f- friends of the, the the trivia night they've been going for years and she yeah. dressed up as Gabbo <laughs> and he dressed up as Arthur oh. Crandall and and she she was just like hey boy hey you know and like oh it's so oh. good uh, all the kids in Springfield are SOBs that's like some of the some of the best stuff is like. Yes, you see a person dressed up, but then you see them yeah. do the line. I'm a bad just, little boy. <laughs> I'm a bad little boy. So that's why we. That's why we're coming back at, on October 25th because that's the best nice. one of the nice. year. Is yeah. when people dress up, and somehow every year there's always something new that I haven't seen. So that's what makes it so special. Are you gonna have to repost some of those costumes on the Twitter page or whatever so people can check every it out? Every time, yeah, yeah. I'll I'll do it every time. Um, we have a video. I think we put on Twitter that maybe we'll share again. But it's a video of the whole, the whole uh, woohoo classic Simpsons trivia cost, Halloween costume oh, wow. experience. And it's actually from that night that <clears throat> Matt and Alice uh, proposed. Proposed. Proposal okay. Yeah. So, um, so you remember? You remember? Well. Oh, no, you didn't, where, where were they from? You knew the names. Did you remember they where they were from? Oh, they were from Sussex. They there we go. Oh, I knew you'd remember eventually. So I remember. <laughs> it's it's an hour later now, so I can remember 
<laughs> I can remember uh, where people are from. So. Yeah, because we're, um, we're being pretty lucky in Australia. We're essentially just play on as usual here with the pandemic. Mm. I mean, we had a little mini lockdown recently, but nothing too crazy. I just can't imagine in America, the thrill of being able to go out to a Simpsons trivia night just must be just crazy. It is, yeah. And people are so excited to uh, get out again and see people. I, you know, people are so worried about that, um, like a fall surge mm. or something. I, I'm hoping it doesn't happen, but um, obviously for obvious reasons. But um, but yeah, I, people are excited to to get out again and do these things again. And uh, I, we've had people who have been coming to the trivia night for years who are like, I can't wait to get back in there because yeah. you know it's just it's it's something we've been doing it now for well it was seven years before the pandemic uh uh we were doing it seven you know for seven years and so it people friendships people have gotten married people have i, I, I there's a couple that met at simpsons trivia that are now engaged yeah. um and they've been dating for years so i it it's helped form great friendships and relationships too. So yeah, I think it's, it becomes something special to them that, um, that I feel proud of. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Justifiably so. Yeah. As, just yeah. as proud as you should be of that Don Brodka outfit you wore that time. Cause that was amazing. Was that you? <laughs> yeah. 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 The Don Brodka. Oh yeah. I, 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 uh, uh, that took, I, when I finally was like, Oh, I could do Don Brodka. You know, That's right. Don Brodka. <laughs> Like when I figured that out, uh -huh. I was like, oh, yes, this is going to be great. So now I got to do all this Lawrence Turney lines that uh, are just so funny. Yeah. Just like, <laughs> you know, uh -huh. like uh -huh. uh, yeah, catfish. Yes. <laughs> like, well, you understand. Uh, if, I, if I wanted to smoke blowing up my ass, I'd have a. a, a like of holes uh, in it. Uh, short length of, uh, yeah, a short length of, uh, uh, a short length of hopes. What was it? Oh man. Oh, what's the line? Uh, I'd have a, a pipe and a short length of hose. Oh, something, man. So, yeah. so, something got my ass and a short length of hose or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> only like that could only be as hilarious as it was, as it was spoken by Lawrence. <laughs> well, who I'm sure hated saying the line. We, right? we, like, uh, well, we also do a Seinfeld podcast and we recently did the episode where Lawrence is on it as Elaine's dad. Oh, it's incredible. Terrified them. <laughs> yes. Terrified the cast. <laughs> stole, a, stole a knife on set. <laughs> yes. Yes. He's, he was very upsetting to people. Oh my God. All right. So before we let you go, Neil, I know it's been longer than usual, which we apologize for, but uh, just plug again, once again, where people can find you, how they can get to the trivia eventually, that kind of stuff. So your Twitter, all that kind of thing. Um, so yeah, my Daily Simpsons Twitter, it's at Daily Simpsons. And then uh, the, the Woohoo Classic Simpsons Trivia Chicago is Woohoo Trivia Shy on Twitter. And then you can also look for Woohoo Classic Simpsons Trivia Chicago on Facebook. We have a Facebook group that uh, has been around for a while. And so um, it's fun joining that uh, in the, if, to get your uh, trivia fix, I guess. Yeah. Especially so. if you want to be friends of our Gene vicariously through Neil, follow the Twitter yes. page. Yeah, follow the Twitter page. It's it's weird because it's summertime, so it's kind of a break because mm. there's no <clears throat> there's no anniversaries during the summertime. So uh, it's kind of what I consider my vacation from from the, from the Twitter. But <laughs> we do do twitches every Thursday. Um, yeah, so so plug the Twitch uh, once more. So 
what, 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 yeah. what are you gonna get? What do you get when you when you watch it? You watch the episode as it originally aired, complete with commercials. As it you... originally aired, so it's yeah, it's um, it's it's a it's a premiere broadcast, um, and so it has the commercials in it, and it has you know all the promos in it as well as the actual original episode. So, uh, you could experience it as as it aired, um, and see all the commercials and everything. So yeah, that's that's Twitch. so nice twitch.tv slash daily simpsons um yes. and it's every thursday night eight seven central um central time zone in the u.s so i don't know that's you use your google people a time, a time <laughs> for you guys yeah so but we do have people from the uk that join that, really? that are like yeah that are like it's it's two o'clock in the morning here but i had to i it's had to join. It. I was like you should sleep um, <laughs> do, but, do, do you reckon Dolph Ziggler watches? Oh God, I really hope so. <laughs> I really <laughs> hope so. I, I imagine he sneaks in and he doesn't tell anybody who he is. But yeah, uh, yeah, I don't know. You never know who joins those because you know it's it, we have a chat. There's a chat thread too, so people just you know comment on it, and that's probably part, some of the fun fun moments for people too. Is, you yeah, know, it's just a community to be a part of as well. It's great. Yeah, yeah. So. But yeah, do that every Thursday. So. Well, thank you once again, Neil. It's been an absolute pleasure to finally get the chance to talk to you. I do love everything yes. that you do. I love, you should be proud of what you've achieved. I love the fact that you've been able to establish relationships. You've established marriages. You should be a very proud yeah. man. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Thanks for thanks for having me on the show. I'm a big fan. So I'm glad it, you were able to have me on the show. Right, catch you later. Pleasure's ours. Yeah.